jam-packed in the rafters. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for being back with us here for episode 218 here on Monday, April the 5th, 2021. As always, I'm Joe Murata. This is Michael Quinn. How you doing, Michael? Howdy, diddy. Quinn, you ready to romp the fans through the world of retro wrestling again? I'm ready. I'm ready to romp and roll. Yeah, romp and roll. Romp romp and roll. That's right. And it's a new month, by the way. It's April now. Oh, it is? Yes, it is. That's nice of them to switch the month over. Very nice that they switch it over after 31 days of March. Uh, We're happy to be back with you here, guys. We are going to romp you through the world of retro wrestling like we always do. But before we get to any of that, I want to remind you of a couple of things. If you have a Twitter, you might want to follow us there at OVP Podcast on Twitter. And the reason for that, Quinn, would be the clips. All the clips, the best clips, the drama-free clips. Drama-free clips. All the clips. things we say about the clips. That's right. They're yeah, all a, there. A dozen clips a day. A uh, dozen. On one Twitter. an hour. And today, Not April, really. You know, every couple hours. And today being a WrestleMania 8 anniversary, if you head on over there now, you're going to see a bunch of WrestleMania 8 clips. So why don't you go ahead and do that on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Okay. Oh, thank you, Quinn. I just hit the keyboard. <laughs> Quinn, you can also email us if you want to at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That is OVPPodcast at gmail.com. But if people want to talk to you and me and hundreds of other retro wrestling fanatics, where can they go? Over at Facebook.com slash Tech Guru. I don't know. Slash Tech Guru. It's a great site. When you say the Gmail every week, it reminds me of Tech Guru at Seri.net from like ABC7 in the 90s. That's what it's a takeoff of, actually. (laughs) Well, this is the Tech Guru Facebook. Here it is. on there, Quinn? What do you do? Well, over there, there's a search bar that Tech Guru... Um, he probably helped me in the 90s because yeah. he's a pioneer, right? Three Srinivasan. Yeah, yeah. You type in the search bar, our vantage point dash, retro wrestling podcast, bing, bang, boom, tubes, gore, kafloey. You hit the join button and you're in. And you're in. And once you're in, you're agreeing to one rule and one rule only, which is don't be what? A dunderhead. Don't be a dunderhead. Don't do it. <laughs> it's bad. And basically all that means is, look, we know that people have very disparate opinions on retro wrestling. I heard. And we, I've heard too. And we welcome that. But what we don't welcome is being an asshole to right, each other we, about d- it. Or dunderhendum. That's what the dunderhendum is. Basically, just be nice. If you disagree, I mean, disagree as much as you want, but don't do it in the way where it resorts to personal attacks and things like that. We don't like it. We don't like it. It will not, not be there much longer <laughs> if you do that. That's right. So just have fun there, though, honestly, on Facebook. If you have a Facebook and you want to use it for something other than blocking your uncle or whatever people right. do on Facebook these that's, days. That's the hip thing they do that's on hip. Facebook. So, Block hey. your uncle. <laughs> Block your uncle and join the OVP group on Facebook. And uh, we do have a Patreon. Don't groan. We're not going to do like a whole big thing about it. If you want more content, we have more content. We review every WWF pay-per-view in order. We started with the first WrestleMania and out right now, Survivor Series 92 uh, with 80% less Survivor Series, Quinn. Good. (laughs) But if you want to get every WWF pay-per-view and the 1983 canon, it's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Now that that's out of the way, Michael. Mm Mm-hmm. We've been doing a segment this season. 
where we are taking things that might not have the highest public opinion. You know, some people might like it. Other people might not. They may it may not. It might have been a show mm-hmm. or a wrestler. Right. Something that doesn't have a good reputation or that got trashed in the uh, newsletter or on the internet. Something the like sheets. that. The sheets, if you will. This episode is my pick for OVPs in defense of. Now, Quinn, I debated what to pick here, because this is my last pick of the season. This is it. Next week is yours, and then for the finale, we have a mutually agreed upon one to talk about. Right, right. And I saw some different directions I could go in, but I settled on one, and this is a man that won, quote-unquote, the worst manager 11 times in the uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter. When you told me this, I... I was upset. And I figured we got to do something about this. We have to stand up for that. This is the legendary Mr. Fuji. Damien. What do you mean? uh, This is dinner for Damien? No. Damien is dinner. (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. Like a hot dog, Mr. Fuji, please. (sighs) So good. How does any like? How does he get voted worst? He's amazing. Eleven times, and I do want to talk about that. Now, whatever you think of the Mister Fuji gimmick, listen, I get it. It's a <laughs> very big surprise. Yeah, the Imperial Japan flag in the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. It's fucking wrestling, and we know that. You know, sometimes he's a samurai. Sometimes <laughs> yes. he's a guy that just hangs out with Mister Tanaka or whatever. Occasionally, maybe Tiger yeah. Chung Lee. Yeah, those people. So he had a career as a wrestler, Mister Fuji, and he had a long career as a manager. There's a couple of points I want to defend about him, and I want to start with the managerial aspect. So he was voted, like we said, the worst manager 11 times. I'm going to run those years down for you, Quinn, okay? Mm-hmm. First, we have 84 and 85. Come on. Now, in 84, was he even really managing full-time yet? I think he was still wrestling most of the well, time. Well, I mean, we don't know what's going on with Lou. We'll find out <laughs> yeah. in the in the canon. We'll, we'll make a judgment then, so <laughs> let's, let's scratch that one, right? We'll scratch 84. 85... Johnny V was managing in 85. Now, what do you think? If you got to take Fuji versus Johnny V in 85. Is that a question? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I would take Fuji in a heartbeat. Johnny V's awful. Now, that's... He stinks. (laughs) The worst. Now, that's just WWF, mind you. I'm sure there are worse managers in other territories at the time. Wasn't Paul Jones managing in 85? Yeah, but... I like Fuji better uh, than him. Even I would would have to hand it... Paul Jones can be entertaining at times because he, like... He does get his ass whooped constantly and stuff. Fine. Like, he's fine. Now, if I'm not mistaken, though, 1985, Quinn, was the year of one of Mr. Fuji's most memorable things with Donald Morocco. I'm talking about Fuji Vice. You have any contact to get to the Seahawks? Let's try our first informant, Matty the Mouth. Oh, very good. Very good. See, this is why I think people didn't get the joke, Joe. Like that, I'm serious. Like I think people saw this and they're like, I don't understand. The acting's bad. Yeah, like you know what I mean. It's the joke. It, it's before that was a thing, though. Really, right? It's like comedy. awkward. Well, all, that awkward style comedy, like, Kim like and Eric Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> right. like Fuji's ahead of his time. Yeah, right? they, it's so funny. Those things. They are actually funny. It's funny now, but what I'm wondering is that the reason the Observer people and all that are voting him as the worst. They like they don't get the joke. They're like, he sucks. Like, why would I? <laughs> he's the worst manager. Clearly. Despite your lack of attention, it's a miracle. This man is doing so well. With a care of being given him, now let me catch you two again. I think you need to, first of all, like, before we even go any further, yeah. right? Yep. There's a reason why we love Fuji. And you always, I think you always pointed out the best with how, like, he he does the most with the least or whatever. Yeah. And that's as a wrestler, but also as a manager. 
as a wrestler, and we've seen a lot of like 82 and 83 Fuji, but I'd imagine he's pretty similar in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a ton of 70s Mr. Fuji. He does almost nothing. It's amazing. And That's he, my favorite part. He does it with such confidence <laughs> that you feel like uh, this guy is up to something all the time and he's dangerous, but he really does almost nothing. Every single thing that he says he has, like a big reveal or whatever, it never, ever happens. I got a big but surprise for you. My fa- that one episode of Championship where he like cuts a promo with Buddy Rogers and he's like, no, 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 big surprise, <laughs> big mystery will be revealed today on Champ. Like he says today, <laughs> he just like wins a match doing nothing and then just nothing ever comes of it. It's never revealed. (laughs) Like, and he just like walks away smiling and it's like, what? In the ring, I fasten upon it. I make him suffer and make him scream like pig for the Emperor Banzai. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I guess we're all going to learn something new. And with that, we'll go back to ringside wrestling. And Wrestler Fuji is so funny to me because he's always smiling when he's introduced. Sometimes he's a samurai, like yeah. you said. When he wants to be, and but, sometimes he's not. But when you look at him, all he does is a few chops, a couple of moves, that yeah. like that spinning senton move. Butt thing, yeah, whatever. Yells bonsai, and that's, and that's it. it. Yeah, And he takes a good bump, too. I like when he gets his ass kicked because he's great at being comic about he it. He leaves the audience be like, like what like you're like confused at the end and that's like the brilliance is that's the gimmick right that's the catch it's like he's got you hyped up for something (laughs) based on the bullshit that he says and it never ever happens so great and he just keeps doing it and he's been around for so long that you're like at some point you're probably thinking in your head well i've seen so many something's gonna happen (laughs) right right? like he's been here for like a century or whatever like you know what i mean yeah and that's the brilliance of mr fuji i do think it's just a it's a very smart you know what i mean long con it's a very long con. Now, I'm not condoning his ribs that I've heard of backstage, mm-hmm. which include making people eat dogs or whatever and taking engines out of cars. I will show you. <laughs> this is very good, Gene. You know, <laughs> we take the engine out of the car. <laughs> it, will run, you, it will run better. Glue in their hair to something like that. He not says nice, things but. in such absolutes. Yeah, like, know. like, you know what I mean? That yeah. like, it's just, this is how it is. Like, believe me, I've been around. I'm smart. And I get that manager Fuji isn't the best manager of all time. Mm-hmm. I've never thought he was. Because his promos, let's be honest, they're all almost the same. It's, I tell all you people out there, and my pals are pain, or my demolition, or my berserker, whoever it is. My right? Yakazuma. Yeah, they make you suffer. And yeah. that's like all it is. I've been training that. And they will do. And listen to Mr. Fuji. And they make a pony suffer. It's not like great or anything. Uh-huh, they will show you today at WrestleMania. Ha ha ha. nothing. But let's do the rundown now. Because I don't think he was the worst manager most of these years. And that's one of the things I want to defend. So okay. in 86, he did get a reprieve, Quinn. Mm-hmm. Paul Jones won it in 86. Good. <laughs> that's fair. But listen to this. Fuji won it from 87 through 95. Okay. This is just... It, it, this like, is, why? <laughs> okay. First of all, 87, 88, Humperdinck exists. Hum, fate, we're, and just to clarify, we're talking about face Oliver Humperdinck. Yes, the war, like, like one of the worst things I've ever seen. We know he's good as a heel manager. King Koopa or whatever. Oh, <laughs> yes. More, we know he's, he's more like Morton Downey Koopa or whatever. Morty Seinfeld. Yeah, um, Morty Koopa. So yes, fa- face Humperdinck exists in 87, 88. Another guy that still exists in 87, 
Johnny V. So much so that they debut Demolition with Johnny V. And they're like, no, this isn't. We're giving him to Mr. Fuji. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Does that John- tell you something? Who's better? Because with Johnny V, it's like, oh, I'll tell you, uh, Demolition Grandma. It's yeah. like, no, you're not going to, it's not going to work. Well, let me tell you something there, Polyvo, Polyvo Scrambled Eggs. Let me tell you something right now. I am bringing for the first official appearance here in Montreal of the team known as, in my interpretation, the Demolition. Come in, gentlemen. I think also the brilliance of Fuji is for certain people like Demolition, it adds to their allure. It did. Because what they yes. feel, because here's the thing, is just Fuji being there smiling, being an idiot, uh-huh. right? <laughs> like in the in the background, he doesn't even need to say anything. And Demolition's like, Master Fuji has taught us new moves or whatever. And like they constantly, like Master Fuji has directed us to, right. to inflict pain. And like this shit works, it right? It does work. Like, it even adds Fuji, to them. Even Fuji not saying anything, he adds to it because it's just his presence that it's like they can just say, well, we know new martial arts or something. Yeah. Like, right. And he's devious, Quinn. Right. And, that's and a, you can't trust him. No, you Even though you have cannot. no reason to not trust him. You can't him, trust him, Like, Quinn. he hasn't, like, betrayed anybody he does, yet. He does betray Demolition. But can yeah. you imagine Demolition having their run, but instead of Fuji, it was Johnny V? Yeah. Oh, like, now. I like Johnny V. Now, I want to say this. Go ahead. The year you're saying Fuji want, wins until 1995. Yes. I don't even know how that's fucking possible when at Survivor Series 87 Mr. Fuji's in his like probably his most prominent moment as a manager when he like betrays demolition sorry Survivor Series 88 betrays demolition I know no I mean he won the tag that's like the big angle of the entire show correct he won the tag gold in 88 and again like you said Humperdinck was there and I think he's worse in WWF than Fuji oh 100% also another face manager in 88 that was worse is Billy Graham he stinks. As Morocco's manager. All the face managers are bad. Yeah, they're always bad. Uh, now, he won it again in 89. I got two words for you. Frenchie Martin. He was there in 89. That's true. He's worse than Mr. Fuji. I'm trying to think of another one. Coach in 91. Coach in 91. Now, 90, maybe. Because Slick, I think, did Slick have a better 90 than Fuji? He's, what do, got, what do you he's think? got power and glory, so Slick automatically has a better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And he has Rick Martell at the beginning of the year. He does. He does go into the year with Martell, and he gets the Warlord. That's true. The W version. That's shitty though. Now W is for wand. Yeah. So you know <laughs> it's the W wand. It's, but it doesn't stand for it's Warlord. Just the wand. It just stands for wand. It's so yeah. he doesn't lose it. So maybe ninety, I could see that. But there's got to be worse managers elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know off the top of my head. Ninety one, Coach John Tolos. Yeah, like, exi- are you kidding that, me? That, that you can't even like. That's definitely not Fuji that year. Harvey Whippleman with Big Bully Busick. Yep. Come on. Now Fuji doesn't do much in ninety one, but he does feud with Bobby Heenan on the house show loop. Mm. So you can't take that away from anybody. <laughs> he does. Well, maybe the Observer people didn't see that because that feud's amazing. It's really good. He like slaps Bobby <laughs> and like Bobby has to like face turn it weirdly. Yeah, everyone everyone at MSG is like all happy They're for like, Bobby. They're like beat him up. Like <laughs> even fuck Fuji. <laughs> even Gorilla and Lord are like taking Bobby's side kind of. <laughs> like the rare. They're like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> oh, look at this. He threw salt right into the face of the brain. There was no call for that. Watch out. Brain all bent out of shape. He's going into the ring. Bobby, come back. Come on, Brain. Get down from there. You don't want to get involved in this physically. Brain, I'm glad to see you use some restraint in there and sort of cooled yourself down. There's no way that you want to get in there. That was completely uncalled for what Mr. Fuji did, hitting you with that salt. 
It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Every time I see that, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? what, Why did this happen? Just for house show business. It's so weird, though. Just for fun. But, like, they both don't deviate. Even on the house shows, they're both heels still. Yes. Like they're still doing they're their still heels, both heels shit. Yeah. Like it, they're just they hate each other. It's memorable, man. I yeah. feel like Fuji did some good stuff. Now ninety two. Okay. Not only does Mister Fuji bring in his Yakazuma, right. right? Or as he would say, Yakazuma. That's great. But in ninety two, you have kind of a useless version of the genius after Royal Rumble. Oh, he stinks. He doesn't do anything anymore. Right. He's got I the like Beverly's. He's got the Beverly. Yeah, I know, but eh. that's uh, not bad. But also in ninety two, yes, we still have Harvey Whippleman, who then manages Kamala. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's not forget Paul Ellering shows up to the WWF. Oh, yes. Okay, so yeah, As definitely Fuji doesn't deserve it then. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. I know Paul Ellering, Ellering is horrible. Yeah, right I here. know he's good in the NWA. I'm not, not here. Okay, but don't yell at me for that. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like we know that he's good in no, the NWA. He stinks in WWE. He does, like right. he's 100% the worst manager in the company at and that for point. that stretch. Yeah. No doubt about it. Now 93 Fuji wins the world title with the uh, yeah, you can't even like you can't even like argue that one. And it's a perfect match. I don't care. again, gimmick implications this like, aside. This is like after mag level of awards because he would be the worst manager because obviously the fans would hate him in the after because that's all kayfabe, right? When don't call them the after mags. Sorry. Can't do that on the show. You know what I mean though? Yeah, it's I know like it's like the wrestler worst manager of the <laughs> yeah, year. It's like we don't because like him. Right, but, yeah, right. like, but I mean, you know who else was there in ninety three? Harvey Whippleman, and he does but Harvey doesn't get good until 1995 anyway with Bertha Fett. That's the only time that he's good. It's incredible. Said. I love it. You know who else is there in 93, and I love the guy? Reverend Slick is not a good manager. No. I'm sorry. The Kamala thing didn't work it's out. It's not good. Yeah, you know, I Kamala like- bowling or whatever. <laughs> I didn't like it. So, I think Fuji's off the hook for 93. 94, he wins it. Now, I, he's I just- got Crush, but I mean, he sucks ass. And uh- he's got Yoko. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? Cornette kind of when Cornette comes in to take over in the summer of 93. Really horns in. I don't like it. But I, I do because Fuji, you know, he can. He's not a great promo. So I get. Is they, he a bad promo though? It's his silence is, it makes him deadly. He's con- yeah, like a fart. Yeah. He's concise though. He yeah. gets his point across. And I do. I really do think that Fuji was a perfect manager for Yoko in 93. That shit is it's incredible. Good. All the segments. Here's the thing. In 1992, I believe, cooking for the single man yes. occurs. So Fuji's automatically not the worst manager because <laughs> of that. This grill must be awfully hot. Watch it, watch hey, it, watch hey. it, it. You want to burn your finger, Gene? Take it easy. You told Take me. Take it easy. Oh, no. Not to mention, like, all the other segments, like, massaging Lord Alfred at Survivor Series. Yes. Like, no, you like that? It's like, oh, yes. Get out of here. <laughs> yes. Is that all there is? Like, yeah. all upset. Uh, I really couldn't uh, No, no. Take a jacket. Take a jacket. And a girl. And a girl. Oh, massage neck. Massage. Massage. That's nice. You like it? Yes, that's very nice. That's it. Out, out, out. He's not all there is. Planning a party with the Berserker in 92 on, on WrestleFest 92. Yeah, Very fun. we're forgetting all the Fuji segments. 92 is a banner year for Mr. Fuji, <laughs> actually. 94, look, if you want to give it to him in 94, you can, I guess. But I'll tell you what, one manager who's uh, definitely, and again, you could say Harvey Whippleman. Mm-hmm. What the hell did he do in 94? Adam Bomb. Yeah, Adam yeah. Quang. Yeah. Well done. Quang. Like, how is Fuji worse? Yeah, um, and then Jim Cornette's got those fat, heavenly bodies with him. <laughs> That doesn't make him any good. Very good, though. Um, but what about WCW? What about Jimmy Hart, face manager of Hogan in 94? 
Come on. Mm. Oh, no. He always was a face. It's the role he was born to, <laughs> born to play. Like, honestly, I always excuse his, like, 93, 94, because it's like, it's just Jimmy being Jimmy. Yeah, but, like, it's actually, like, to me, the culmination of Jimmy Hart. Like, it's like, being the face, right? because he can just o- overtly be who he is and be, like, just such a, I love him, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've come to forgive his, like, absurdity Fine. in 93 and 94 just because I've seen the progression. I have, more, I have better context now, Joe. Fair. And Fuji wins it again in 95. Now That I, doesn't make any sense at all. He's barely... He's he, not even really doing anything in 95. Yeah. Is, is there, he even qualified to be the worst manager? There, you know what I mean? Here's the thing. In 1995, are there any managers, really? Cornette. Cornette. Fuji. Fuji. Paul, Paul Bearer. Yeah, but I, I mean, love Paul Bearer, but as a face, he's almost useless. Paul Bearer is kind of like a... <sighs> He's not good. He's not bad. He's Paul Bear's very in the middle to me always. Like he's never like I never have an issue with him. He doesn't do anything special until he's a heel again oh, in '96. But he's so good as a he's heel. He's very like he's very like even the whole way through. I I don't like ever. I'm, I'm never like I hate Paul Bear or like yeah, at right, any right. point. You know he doesn't like offend me or anything. It's right. like he does what he does. He comes out with the urn. Oh yes, and then like <laughs> use the power of the urn. You know that. Yeah, it's just the same shtick for several years, yeah. right? So anyway, that's on the managerial end. But as an overall thing with Mister Fuji, what I'm what I'm getting at here, folks, and gimmick notwithstanding, and we know that his '80s gimmick is a odd job ripoff. I mean, Gorilla even outright says that in the early days. Like, oh, what does he think he is? Odd job of the World Wrestling Federation? Is that a bad thing, though? No, I always, really. I always actually liked his look. I thought, it was, look. I thought it was like a great idea. I love the look. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you, Quinn, or someone out there. Wasn't there an early phase when instead of the bowler, he had like a top hat? Yeah, I swear. I swear he had tails at some yeah, point he also. Did, right? Like, I'm not just like a regular suit. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, but, but Fuji was just a great memorable character, and I think that he was never the best manager. Let's not get crazy not here. The point. That's not the point. But he's he adds to the ambiance of the people he managed, especially I'd say Demolition and Yokozuna. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, yeah. they but they benefited from being paired with Yoko Mr. the Fuji. most. Probably Yoko the most, but I think Demolition. Yosh. Did a- <laughs> like they can't cut a promo, so <laughs> it just says Yosh. You're not supposed to understand him. Like, like you need Fuji to translate in right. kayfabe because Yoko's not supposed to speak English. <laughs> if he did, he's like Yo, yeah, like, or whatever. Jim remember- Cornette, hey, Jim Cornette, you suck ass. <laughs> like you know what I mean? He's like really aggressive and, awesome. and like very American, kind of like, like Tama. Yeah, same same style yeah, as Tama. It's the Tama style. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It's like that's you know I will say this. It, it's a shame Yoko like couldn't wrestle anymore because i really think he had a second life as like this totally like aggressive cool badass, ass, yeah, yeah. badass character like they take the like that gear off of him and he just becomes kind of cool it would have been awesome actually yeah because yeah, he he when he did talk in 96 it's good yeah it is good it is for nearly three years i stood in the shadows while you hot dog that spotlight I think also Fuji and Morocco, a very memorable co- comedic pairing. And Fuji's promo is what was great about them is, like you said, Quinn, very little sometimes. But also he could be funny. He wasn't always serious. And wrestling doesn't always need to be serious. Yeah, he, Mr. Fuji is funny a lot more than he is serious. Yeah. Actually. And the WrestleMania 5K from a WrestleMania that 5. That shit's amazing. All of it. Like, So I just wanted to shout him out and give him a little bit of defense. I don't think he was ever really the worst manager. I don't think he's a good manager. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but I don't think he's the worst one. Yeah, to me, his charm is he's not that good. <laughs> the, the, I don't know about you, but I love how shitty he is. Like, yeah. it's a, that's the best part about him is that he's not that good. 
and I don't even think he thinks he's that good. <laughs> he's just like, he's got his shtick. He's like, big mystery. You, you won't know. Pain and Safa. Pain and Safa, martial arts, whatever. The and cane. Like, like, he's got his thing, and it works. It worked. And, yeah. it, and it's fine. It's, it's perfectly acceptable, and I have no issue with it so whatsoever. We don't th- so we don't think he was the worst manager in Not all these at years. All. I don't Not either, at folks. all. But folks, let us know what you think about Mr. Fuji. He is a memorable character, and obviously, uh, I think, fondly remembered in a lot of people's minds. So let us know what you think about Mr. Fuji as a wrestler, as a manager, as an overall personality in the lore of retro wrestling. You can do that, of course, on Facebook, or you can tweet us at OVP Podcast, or send an email. But Quinn, when we come back, it is time to crank up the stinkage factor. The sinkage. It's oh, it's back. It's back because two names are coming out of the tank. We're going to see where they rank. It is the Royal Flush of WrestleMania main events, and that'll be coming up right after this. I was walking down the boulevard Past the skateboards and the beggars I was out looking in the windows Oh, <laughs> you calcium video fan. Me and Bizog have something very, very special for you. Yes, very special. Please listen, please. Bizog and I will show you how to show you a very, very special party. That's right, party. We're going to show you how to make a very successful party where everybody be very, very happy. That's right, happy. Step one. Yeah. You hear? Step one. First, Berserk and I will have nice, big, big invitations. We want to introduce you to the perfect magazine collectible for all retro wrestling fans. Inside the Ropes Magazine. Head over to InsideTheRopesMagazine.com and check out the retro magazine that everyone in the business is talking about. It mixes everything you love about pro wrestling with its vibrant colors, detailed features, exclusive interviews, and top quality journalism, all delivered with a retro feel and presentation. Issue 7 of Inside the Ropes Magazine is all about the global phenomenon that changed the wrestling business forever, Hulkamania. Also, they have Part 2 with their epic exclusive interview with the legendary Sergeant Slaughter, where Sarge talks about wrestling Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 7, the Ultimate Warrior situation at SummerSlam, becoming the WWF Commissioner, and his first-hand account of what happened that infamous night in Montreal. This issue also takes a deep look into collectibles with the fascinating history of wrestling sticker albums, documenting their evolution over the years and their surprising longevity. You get all this retro goodness and the latest WWE, AEW coverage and more in issue 7 of Inside the Ropes magazine. Demand for previous issues is already increasing, so make sure you get this collectible cover with the Hulkster before it's too late. So head on over to InsideTheRopesMagazine.com and use code word OVP for a discount on your first issue. That's discount code OVP for a discount on your first issue at InsideTheRopesMagazine.com. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast. Thanks for being with us here. It is Monday, April the 5th for episode 218. Quinn, we mentioned it once. We'll mention it one more time. We do have a Patreon. We have it. We don't do it to get rich, and we're not trying to rip people off. We don't do that. We're doing it for what, Quinn? We're doing it for fun and to give you more content. That's it. It's for people that like what we do on a regular weekly basis here on the Monday show, whether you've been listening for a long time or maybe a few months, whatever the case may be. Yeah, you give back to us, we give back to you. That's all it is. Yep. And we have two tiers. That's it. 
$2 or $5. I'll explain them real quick, okay? The $2 tier is the 1983 Canon. Quinn, mm-hmm. this is now a weekly series. Newly uh, minted as a weekly series. Yes. yes. Every Friday, and that debuts this Friday, will be the first of the weeklies, this upcoming Friday the 9th. And this is where we've gone through every WWF Championship Wrestling from January of 82. We are now in October of 83. Mm-hmm. And now on a weekly basis, we're going to go week by week through Championship. We're going to get to the Hulkamania era, and we're going to keep going. It's about to get a lot faster, folks. It's about to get a lot faster. Now, if you aren't sure yet and you want to check out the free ones, okay, we have them available in two places on this podcast feed. And not only that... And you're going to get an accelerated... Uh, there's going to be a period here up, yeah. where the rewinds are going to really speed up. Yep. You're right. going to get them every Friday. Yeah. And on YouTube, you can also catch them because this is a video series or you can just listen to the audio version and we watch the episode, we joke around, we pay attention, we talk about what's going on. It really is a fun time if you want to kind of get into the pre-Hulkamania era and beyond. It's the 1983 Canon and it's just $2 a month. And then the top tier is $5 a month. That's it. The pay-per-view reviews, like we mentioned, and out right now is Survivor Series 92. So if you sign up, you're going to get that and everything stretching back to WrestleMania 1. And then obviously in May will be the Rumble 93. And these are full, like three hours, sometimes more podcasts where we where we review the entire event in detail. You even get the exclusive OVP star ratings. Quinn, it's yep. a great time. We take notes. Yeah, it's like a real serious review. I use a proper note-taking application called um, Adam now. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. It's just, it lets you take notes. I use Notepad. Yes. Notes. High-tech. High-tech. <laughs> but- and, and this allows us to deliver to you huge reviews. Copious amounts of reviews, okay? Yeah. So check it out if you want to, if you want to support us. If you don't, we completely understand that. We're thankful that you're listening to this show. But if you want in on the extras, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. And also be sure to pick up some delicious C. Howard Violet candies at cHowardCompany.com. Right. Quinn likes them. They're the best. You actually do now. Uh, They've convinced me. You'll hear from them later. But anyway, Quinn, it's time for the Royal Flush. Uh, now, what is the Royal Rank is in Royal Flush? Should we explain that maybe? Yeah, well, yeah, you could do that. Could have a first timer here that doesn't know. Of course. Okay. Uh, jump in mid-list. Yes. Jump in mid-list. You want to get caught up, find out what this is. Well, Each season before the season starts, we ask you, the fans, to give us a list of your top 10 of something and your bottom 10 of something. And while we're at it, go to our Facebook group. You can vote on next season's Royal Rankings and Royal Flush. Yeah, we are getting there. So if you want to vote for next season, the polling is open, folks. And what happens is once we have those lists, our chief statistician, Joe Merkel, takes all the names from each tank. He compiles them up, right? And we have two separate lists, one for the best, one for the worst. And what happens is we rank them each week. We alternate. The flush and the rankings, right? The best and the worst. And at the end of the season, what you're going to have is the definitive ordained, baptized, non-GMO, USDA certified, organic, and healthy, best and worst WrestleMania main events of all time. Now, Quinn, it's a flush week. It is. Which means the worst. Mm -hmm. There's six names on the board now. Let's run them down for everybody. Number one, the worst WrestleMania main event thus far. The Miz versus Cena, WrestleMania 27. Wrestle 27. Wrestle 27. Led to... Three years of garbage. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Stinky. Number two, The Undertaker versus Roman at 33, which no one asked for. I, I didn't want to watch it. No one no one wanted that. Didn't we, didn't we like live review this? Like, well, kind of yeah, like, it, like after reaction yes, this, we did. like when it happened. We yeah. absolutely did. Number three, Triple H versus Jericho 18 had the uh, the misfortune of following Rock Hogan, but also it was about a dog and dog Stephanie. Feud. Dog feud. It was a dog food, dog Lucy, feud. Lucy feud. Yeah, the Lucy feud. Number four, Sid versus Hogan on eight. Uh, because it was I flat. curse you. Yeah, that's it's cursed part. at number four. Yeah, you know what? It's just flat. That was yeah. why we put it there. It's just not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
five, Undertaker Sid at 13, which at least Taker wins the title. Man, Sid's really dominating this list, huh? <laughs> Poor is. Sid. And Triple H making another appearance. all his WrestleMania main events, too. <laughs> yeah, sadly. both of them. And Triple H makes an appearance at number six, mm-hmm. taking on Randy Orton at 25 in a... Um, a match that was a letdown because the angle to get there was good. I like the angle. The angle was really the whole good. Breaking into each other's yeah, houses thing. Good stuff, but the match was like a headlock. Yeah. It was just a weird match. So anyway, those are the six on the board now. We're gonna bring out two more. But before we do that, we must go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. Lucy's not your dog anymore. an issue yeah. the, the, uh, okay is it is it are you done yet toilet the tank is getting light but the uh the rankings are crowded yeah, I mean, yeah. the stinkage factor is really okay the, that's the, enough the stink it re- I can't, it's it's overflowing in my face here there's a lot on the board quinn uh, we've talked about good wrestlemania main events this season we've talked about bad ones a good one we've kind of come up with a lot of criteria it's a match you want to see mm-hmm. it's a good angle to get there mm-hmm. you might not know who's gonna win Yep. It's the culmination of a storyline or maybe an era, right? I'll and, simplify the worst ones for you. Go ahead. All the things you just listed, but opposite. Yeah, pretty much. All, just none of that. There's no real intrigue. Yeah. The match is flat. No one cares. I don't remember it. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, that's right? another factor. <laughs> I have to like look on Wikipedia what even yeah. happened because it sucked. And to be clear, we say this when we do the rankings and the flush. We're not specifically talking about just what happened between the ropes at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. We're talking about everything to get there, the build, the execution of everything. Everything since late January when they <laughs> usually start Generally. building it. Yeah. Uh, so that's part of the criteria. But anyway, we've got our six on the board. It is now time, Quinn, if you want to, to go down to the fans and find out who drew number seven. Against... Big Show, against The Rock, and against this man, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Uh, Your okay. favorite, Joe. I can't. All right. <laughs> Stay calm for a second. So, so what? what is this match now? We just said Mick Foley. People are like, yeah. what? WrestleMania. 2000, which uh, don't call 16 because it's WrestleMania 2000, damn it. It was at the time, <laughs> yeah. so it's the only time I can say it's not 16. It wasn't. It actually, when it occurred, it was WrestleMania 2000. Got, gotta be futuristic. They, they like retconned it, and now they probably just call it WrestleMania Green or whatever because <laughs> of the logo. Like, you know how they, they don't want to put numbers anymore, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, we gotta, whatever the theme was. WrestleMania Green. So is WrestleMania 13 officially just WrestleMania Heat? Yeah, it then? should be. Yeah. WrestleMania 2000 could have been, been called WrestleMania McMahon. 
time because mm-hmm. honestly, this is April 2nd, 2000 from the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, a noted crappy crowd for wrestling, honestly. Aww. It, it is. I mean, the or maybe the building just sounds dead. But anyway, this is a hot period for the WWF. Oh, I mean, yeah. This is a 2000. <laughs> Holy Huge shit. Huge period. And they had been coming off of a, a boom, obviously, and they're still in the boom. The ratings and the merch and everything was through the roof business-wise in 2000. This is one of the rare pay-per-views of that year that really didn't go over as well as the others. Okay. First of all, I want to say this. This pay-per-view, I don't hate this pay-per-view. I don't like the main event. Oh, I don't, I don't either. I mean, this got the Hardcore Battle Royal at it. Let's be. Let's no, be, I know. It's that's true. a great thing. As we talked about it's last week. It's a fantastic week. thing. And it's got Chester McCheeserton. Yeah, it's got all Chester your McCheeserton. Yep. Hey, these are not bad things. There's a lot to like about it, yeah. right? I agree with that. And going into WrestleMania, let's start back with January, like mm-hmm. we normally would. Triple H, the world champion, total dickhead, right? Yeah. And, <sighs> and a tremendous at it. We're at the height of the, like, remember their, like, faces are on the thing? Yeah, on the Titan like, Tron the fucking, like, for six months. Yeah, it's like, great. This, ugh. Triple ugh, H and Stephanie. I hate them. They're so great at being heels in this period. They really are. Every single match they're in like triple h is about to lose some shit happens somebody interferes like and it this is the height of like i remember my friend was like he said i'm not gonna watch wrestling i'm like what's wrong and he and and he's not like a huge fan or whatever but he was like into it because it was so popular he's like every single match somebody interferes at the end like this was the height of it he's like oh god he was like this fucking triple h and like he actually like stopped watching because triple h just would not go away. Like he was hey, like, people keep doing that. He was just so he was like so mad about it. Happened a lot in the uh, yeah. last five years, also yeah, because exactly. of them. But anyway, they picked a fight with Mick Foley, who was still mankind in late '99, and then he transformed into Cactus Jack in an all-time moment. Right, and right. Triple H sells it like holy mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, it's I can't. Like, oh, I, I can't be Cactus Jack. But fuck, like this is Cactus Jack. This isn't just doofy mankind. Right, you know. And then we get to the Royal Rumble, and we've talked about this match, a tremendous, an all-time fucking brawl, hardcore match, mm-hmm. and Triple H wins. He pulls it off somehow. Even with the Rock, like, getting involved, <laughs> yeah. which is amazing, how we've always <sighs> talked about. Fantastic match. We all know that. Then they go for one more try. Hell in a Cell, 2000, February, and no way out. And Mick Foley, as Cactus Jack, puts his career on the line here. Right. Where if he loses to Triple H, that's it. Now, yeah. in real life, wasn't Mick Foley, like, really fucked up and hurt? He had wanted to retire for months now. Fell off the thing or whatever. Nagging knee problems, yeah. back problems, a lot of, a lot of issues. Foley. Now, bear in mind, this is a young man. He's 34 at this time. Right. And his wife's really like, you need to stop doing this shit. There was that factor, yeah. too. The chair shots at Royal yeah. Rumble 99 and all that. Yeah. I think, wasn't that the moment he's always said is, like, he, That's his one wife moments, and his yeah. daughter was there. And, like, literally his daughter's freaking out and his wife's like, what the fuck yeah. like stop it you can't like, do this anymore, yeah it's like Mick. you have kids and shit yeah. like you know what i mean but conceivably because it's wrestling there's a good chance that cactus jack could win this match you know right. what i mean because knowing that he's a young man and we don't really know at the time that he's gonna retire right it's okay maybe he will beat triple h you know right, what i mean because right. it's a, maybe it seems too soon for him to mm-hmm. leave he's young you mm-hmm. know what i mean 34 is young to retire in wrestling which explains also why he came back so many times because yeah. he wasn't really... He wasn't old. Yeah. <laughs> he really wasn't old. So they have their match at No Way Out 2000. And wouldn't you know it, that dastardly heel Triple H wins. Goodbye, my friend. That's a goodbye. Goodbye, Cactus. Thanks for the great memories, buddy. Of course he does. He never Mick, fucking loses. Never. And Mick Foley, uh, just to side tangent here, those two matches were huge in really establishing Triple H in 2000. 
Right. Because Mick put him over both times, back to back. Belly to belly. Tremendous job by Mick Foley. Probably the reason Triple H's career is high regarded outside of him saying it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, not, I mean, I'm not trying to put it this way. It's like nowadays Triple H says how good he is. Well, the WWE does in general. Right, right. Yeah. Which is Triple H. Yes. This established Triple H is like, no, no, no. He's like a big player. It right? gave him like, cred. Like, to, really to fans. gave him cred. Although he really, really just got rid of all that goodwill yeah, very quickly. But, but he was tremendous in the spirit of time. I can't take that away. He really was hungry and he was really good in 2000. Mm-hmm. So Mick Foley's retired, and it's very emotional. Meanwhile, The Rock had won the 2000 Royal Rumble to get the shot at WrestleMania. Right, right. But in the midst of doing that, there was this little angle, and I can't remember offhand if it was planned or not, but Big Show had thrown him out, but it didn't, like, he didn't really throw him out. Yeah. But Big Show the next night shows up on Raw with, like, footage that The Rock's feet did hit. Right, I remember this. Now, and Big Show is still a face, and the former world champion. You know, Triple H had beaten him. I also be, remember being surprised at the time because I was like, I wasn't thinking of that at all no when I was. watched Royal Rumble. <laughs> no too. I was, was like, oh, Rock just wins. And he just like, wins. It's like, big show, what? Like, what is this? It, and it, it makes sense for Rock to win because he's the number one face, right? Austin's gone. And after all of this shit that's been going on with Triple H, it really made a lot of sense to me that, okay, now The Rock's going to put fucking Triple H in his place. Like, finally, right. The Rock. He's not beating The Rock. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> and The Rock hasn't been the world champion since WrestleMania 15, for the record. Right. It's it, not like he had it this whole time. It's like, we're talking about The Rock here. <laughs> like, the we're, rock. Not, we're not talking about Bob Holly or whoever <laughs> yeah. the fuck he's beating up yeah, all year. Right. And you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. You're totally right. But then Big Show shows up on Raw. He's like, look, I'm just talking about the footage. And The Rock's like, you're a stinky butthole. And everyone like turns on Big Show. And right? everyone's like, ha, 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 yeah. fuck him. Yeah. Like, and then Big Show cuts his hair and looks really stupid. Somebody got a haircut. Yeah, right. and wears like a muscle tee. Whatever that is. Yeah, that shirt. They had already fucked up Big Show a year prior. Like yeah. out of the gate, they fucked it up with always, him. Always. And they, I feel like it's always been an apology tour for yeah. years now. Like, uh, no, he is good. <laughs> like, we, we don't look at that past footage. Yeah. Like, he shows up at 99, immediately faces Austin on like raw. Yeah. And then he's like a big doofus throughout 99. Like peas on his leg. All that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's later, but yeah, yeah, you know what I like. I always, to me, that's like the low point, right? It's like getting your leg in, peed on is he, generally a low he gets, point. He gets his leg peed on, and he's in an angle of Regal Commissioner <laughs> Regal. Like what? Yeah, who cares? But anyway, so they're going to try to shoehorn him in now, right? Mm-hmm. Great. Me? Nobody wanted this. Nobody wanted this. Like, yeah. no, no one even cared when he was the champion. Can really. the Rock just kick Triple H's right. ass, it's, please? That's all like, we want. Yeah. But now we get to a point where Vince McMahon is a face, and he had returned. He was turned on by Stephanie mm-hmm. and Triple H, remember, at Armageddon. Well, not by Triple H, but he was turned on at Armageddon. Vince is a face. It's hard to keep track sometimes because he's sometimes a face. Didn't this involve the union or something? That's a <laughs> different thing. Yeah. That's before he turned heel again when he this was is, a higher this power. This is what I mean always about these these time periods from like 99 and 2000. Like three angles and a lot of them are the same. I know. It's very plasmatic. It's yeah. very fluid here. Yeah. Shifty. Anyway, Vince is a face and he's going to back the rock. Okay. Big Show horns in to this match. It's going to be a triple threat match. And Shane McMahon, because I reasons, is going to back the Big Show. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the other McMahon, baby McMahon, Stephanie, she's with Triple H. Well, duh. All of a sudden, Linda. And what is it? What? what from why? the woodwork. Yeah. Decides to get involved. Now, I don't know if this is because 
They all owned 25% at this time. Maybe they I think sold- this is what this was about. Austin sold it back to someone at some point. Basically, there was a there was a situation where like it evened out. That's all that's all you need to know. Like the hierarchy of the WWF is confusing. Can I just say I hate it? I hate all of us. Now, I think there's there's something ass. there's something to be said about sucks. the the kayfabe storyline of like the in, the kayfabe internal workings of the World Wrestling Federation it. are very interesting. I hate this, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, twenty five percent. Linda comes out to a WrestleMania song or whatever. Remember, she yeah. had like the modern, the official the, the new gen version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very Linda. That music. it's very Linda. And she comes out. She's like, man, so I still own the company, and coming now. Will be Mick Foley, and then Mick Foley comes out and is pissing you off, pissing me off. Yeah, no. this is like I remember you at the time, Joe, because I knew you. Yeah. by this point, I remember grade. you being so fucking yes. mad. This is a work, folks. Yeah, because because you thought the career ending thing was so emotional. It was. And, and like this shit happened, and you were so angry about it because it smelled like wrestling to me. It was just like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, oh like, God, his career's over. Mr. Foley's baby boy. Gotta like, get your money one more time. Yeah, and then six weeks later, he comes out. He's got stupider hair. It's all short, shorter. Yeah. And Mick even says in one of his books, or maybe, I haven't read them in a while, Have a Nice Day and or Foley is Good. Right. He talks about how he regretted doing this. Right, Like, it's right. not just me that hates it. It was Mick, too soon. It was six weeks. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, like, if it was a year later, maybe. Oh, maybe. okay, cool, yeah, right? Right, right. Because nobody minds it if you come back, like, a year later. It's a little different, right? Yeah, because it's like, oh, they feel you've actually been gone. Yeah. Right? And then they're just trying to sell this thing of, like, well, now this is a chance to main event WrestleMania. It's what he's always wanted, right? Win, lose, or draw, he's leaving anyway or something. <laughs> yeah, Remember? So that's like, so what does it so mean? What if he wins the title? What, is, what does that mean? It's just ridiculous, right? So, yes, uh, at a WrestleMania in the middle of a hot period, okay, very well regarded. Royal Rumble was very well regarded. Right. No Way Out. The shows that followed WrestleMania, for the most part, were well regarded. We get to WrestleMania, a McMahon in every corner. Nobody wanted that. Nobody cared about the McMahons. It's a little full out there. What was with their obsession with taking up all the screen time. I'm not trying to be like a so, smarky blah, blah, blah. It's like really. Okay. Though. I've always read this. First of all, yeah. there's a couple things going on in this match that are very wrong to me. First of all, no fucking Austin. Se- yeah. He's injured. Second of all, I feel like the McMahon thing as much as like, I think there's like a logic to it that it's flawed, but it's, they figure, okay, what's the hottest fucking thing we have, right? It's stone cold versus McMahon, right? Yeah. That they had had at that point. Sure. Right. So th- then they got all these guys, and they have The Rock, who's like pretty good too. He's the number he, one face he right really, now. Like Triple H isn't fully established yet. No, but he's getting there. And we have all this. We have Mick Foley, who's pretty established. Yeah. So the idea is like, if we can piece together all this shit, and the thing that will tip it over is we take one half of the Austin thing, oh. the McMahon part, and we in- inject it into it. Like it's this, it's this jigsaw puzzle of shit. Where they they hope they throw all their best things that they have other than Austin. Yeah, they put it all together in this shows in, there. in this soup, and they figure, oh, that'll sell, right? Because it's like, oh, it's a it's a little bit of everything, right? But it sucks. It it sucks. Yeah. First of all, I take umbrage. Okay, mm-hmm. I take severe umbrage with this match because the logical thing to do would have been The Rock versus Triple H, right? And, and just I, The Rock kicks his ass and yeah. wins. And I say that because. Like four weeks later at Backlash, which is in the same month as WrestleMania, mm-hmm. The Rock 
wins the title right. from Triple H and everyone loves it. And mm-hmm. it's like a really, really good moment, right? I've got an even better idea. What? Why not not have Mick Foley retire if they know they're doing this shit, right? At No Way Out. Or, I think they didn't know they were going to call him back. Here's the thing. It's like, if I could rewrite history here, I'd have Mick say, like, WrestleMania is my last match, win, lose, or draw, without the retirement shtick. Right, right. right. It's like, you know, he's he's got an announcement. So then, your WrestleMania match is a triple threat. It, no fucking big show. Get him the hell out of here. We don't, we don't need <laughs> that, any of that. That ship sailed, like, a year earlier. I yep. sw- Like, they fucked it up out the gate. Take Linda out. Yeah. Have Shane be with fucking Mick Foley or something. I don't know. Yeah, somebody. Because so, the, the established McMahons are Vince, Shane, and Stephanie, and right? Who gives a shit about Linda? You have this triple threat where you got the emotional factor of mankind saying, hey, like, this is it, win, lose, or draw, but I got my match, right? Yeah. I got my... So that's 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 a draw right there. Mick Foley's last match is yeah. this match, right? Yeah. You got Triple H who everyone wants to see him fucking lose yes. and you have the rock who's everyone everyone's primed to see win the title correct the rock wins the triple threat mankind and the rock handshake the send-off for mick foley emotional moment you get it all you get mcmahon's you get everything like every Ooh. everyone fucking wins not right? that I, not that I, that I liked a fantasy book but maybe it comes down to the point where like either mick or rock could pin triple h and mick like steps aside and tells the rock to do it yeah i love you do it or whatever yeah. And that would be like the culmination of the Rock and Yeah, Scott. because the Rock should send Mick off, right? It's like it would only they, be fitting for the past year. Yeah, exactly. Would have been. Nice. They have all this opportunity, and instead, you know who's the biggest problem here is fucking Big Show and Linda. <laughs> like they're they're horrible. So even if Mick, even, listen, this would be fixed. Even if Mick did the retirement at No Way Out, it still would be like, yeah. well, okay, I got my last chance here to beat that fucking Triple H, right? Yeah. But the caveat is, I have to leave afterwards. But, it's not a bad idea the way yeah. you're proposing this. I'm just saying, like, those are the two issues in this match, or Big Show and Linda. Big Show's a big issue in this yeah. match, no pun intended. And, and honestly, look, I like Mick Foley a real lot. And I really was, you know, I thought that the retirement thing was real at the time. Silly me, right? But I really did. And it was, but here's the thing. I wasn't wrong. It was supposed to be real. Right. It actually <laughs> was. And then they changed it. Right. It wasn't like this was planned for him to come back. We get there, and the match is okay. I'm not going to, it's fine. It's long. It's like 35 minutes, right? Well, when you got a million people in it. Yeah, I know. Everyone's got to get their shit in. And Mick memorably misses his diving elbow to the announce table from mm-hmm. the apron and didn't, like, in his book, he's funny. He's like, he didn't care. He just wanted to make sure he got to Disneyland tomorrow. It's <laughs> <That's> kind <laughs> yeah. of funny. He's it's like, like oh, as long man. as I don't get injured <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> uh, the match is okay. I mean, it's not great, honestly. Yeah. It's okay. And here's the kicker. And this is why I don't like it, really. I, I don't like the Mick involvement. I've said that, and I've said why. I won't keep beating that horse, okay? It's dead. And I've talked about the big show. Mm-hmm. Is that, for no real conceivable reason, Vince turns on The Rock, mm-hmm. and Triple H becomes the first heel to walk out of WrestleMania with the title. Why did this hit The Rock in the head with a tear? I don't know! The only thing we never wanted to see that happen with. Very to... WCW ending there, and I don't mean Fuck that in a good that way. shit. You know? Like, why Why not just end this shit at WrestleMania? Like, why does it need to go on for another month? I guess because they wanted or, to sell like backlash. Three weeks <laughs> yeah, like or something? Three weeks. Like, I don't why, know. why is that necessary? I don't know. So, Who I mean, cares? <laughs> like, it's over, man. Enough already. And then they and then they go back to Triple H anyway in May, remember? So, yeah. with Shawn Michaels with the bicycle shorts. Seems like shorts. it never ends. Triple like, H's career, yes. Yeah. I agree with you. Anything involving so him? Technically happening. Now yeah. he's just bald. 
Yes, this is true. So and anyway, Sean is too. But so, <laughs> yeah. my main problems are the the fact that it's a fatal four way. Call me a purist, but I like the one on one world title match at a yeah, WrestleMania. I do I, uh, personally. I think the the alternative is a triple threat, and I really like triple threats. I, I like don't them. fail like four way. No way. I like triple threats. Yeah, triple threats have proved their worth over the years as like a decent alternative when you have a lot of stars. Fair. Another thing about this WrestleMania, the only singles match on this WrestleMania was Terry Runnels versus the Cat. Nothing else was a singles. I really match. wanted to see that. Very indicative of, <laughs> of the era. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Triple H winning. I get that it was part of a building block, but this is the first chink in the armor as far as like a WrestleMania not ending something. Right. You know, and normally it would be the culmination of something of the feel good ending. I will say this happened though, and they really made up for it the next year. It's like one of the all time greatest WrestleMania matches. Yeah, with a crappy ending also, like we talked about last week. Horrible. Great ending. Um, And that's all I really want to say. I don't think the match itself is bad. I hate every other circumstance about it, though. Mm -hmm. So that'll do it for that one, Quinn. Want to find out now who drew number eight? Sure. Okay, let's do it. Piper in trouble. Come on, T. Oh! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, Mr. T, Roddy Piper, boxing, WrestleMania 2. A quick word of clarification. Yeah, this needs to be explained because people are like, what are you talking about? It's Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. This was allowed eligibility, as was Hogan Bundy, and as was the uh, Battle Royal, which is technically the build main event of mm-hmm. the Chicago. This is the main event of the Nassau portion. How fitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dump high chuck yeah. And it was used as a selling point. Three main events, one from each city, thus it qualifies. Okay. Okay, that's why it's on here. Because it was the main event in Nassau. If you went to that card, that was your main event. That's your live main event. Correct. My biggest problem with Mr. T mm-hmm. versus Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 2 is that it's a boxing match. That's my biggest problem also. <laughs> and like bo- a real one. Like, like not real, but yeah. like they like, play it straight. Like they play mean? exactly. Like there's actual rounds, and there's like a boxing ref, well, and and like they have gloves on and stuff. They have Luduva there, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Joe Frazier is there, isn't he? And Marvis Frazier, they're there's, all there. It's all and Haiti Kid, your favorite. There's judges. I, I hate all of it. No, I'm not going to get into the overtones of the angle. Okay, between T and Piper, I'm just going to say this: it sucks. Like it's a boxing match. Now I get it's an attraction. I understand mm-hmm. that. But it's a boxing match on WrestleMania. To me, it's the ultimate main event that's a waste of time. Yeah. Because here's the thing. There's nothing really to report other than they box a little bit, and then Piper body slams them, and it's over. And everyone cheers. Yeah. That's the other thing. Thank God it's over. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Come on. Oh, 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 wait a minute. I knew this was coming. I knew it. Look, T did a tremendous job. In 85. I'm right. not going to take That's that not, away from Mr. We're not Mr. taking P. that away. He was great he, in that he, match. He really did. And he sold it well. Like when they went on talk shows, him and Hogan, mm-hmm. when Hogan wasn't choking out Richard Belzer, right. you know, T sold it really well. How he, serious he was. tried to cover for the Belzer, he remember? Did. He's just sleeping. This, He's okay. <laughs> this is fine. This, this is normal. <laughs> and he sold it like, no, this shit is real. Right. Now, T wasn't a wrestler. I think he was an amateur wrestler, maybe in high school or college. And he wasn't a he boxer. He was an athlete. But he was an athlete, right? Yeah. He wasn't a boxer. He played one in Rocky Three. Right. He wasn't Clubber actually. Lang. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the real life. You get to actually see Clubber Lang. That's probably the draw of this, right? Yes. It's like They're like, no, no, no. He can actually box. Right, because he was Clubber Lang. Right. And uh, Roddy Piper, 
Golden Gloves. Right. He actually had been an amateur boxer. So he knows what he's doing. So there is at least somewhat of a feasibility here. And not to mention the whole like from 85 to 86. I mean, Piper had serious fucking issues with Mr. T, but always like it was very shit on him. Very mean. He him. was very mean. So it was like it seemed right. Right. Like, OK, Mr. T can just kick his fucking ass. He's Clubber Lang. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. Piper's a jerk. Like, he's not going to beat him. Right. I know. <laughs> he's a goof. <laughs> he's a creep. Yeah. He's a geek. And I guess they did a box. I'm going to guess they did a boxing match for two reasons. Tell me what you think. One, because it's unique and a little draw, right? Mm-hmm. Two, T isn't a wrestler. Yeah. And it was, you know, one thing to have him in a big tag match with three really good workers at the first WrestleMania and Pat Patterson in there. But Piper can't completely carry a novice. And he doesn't like him in yeah. real life, I think. Uh-huh. Now, we do get a parade of really horrible celebrities for this, which is kind of, you know, Herb. <laughs> the timekeeper! Oh, this is Funny Man Bob Orvin, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> ace Comedy and Funny Man Bob Orvin. The Ace Comedy and Funny Man, Mr. Bob Orvin. Yeah. So there's good things like that, right? Uh, G. Gordon Liddy. Yeah, why is he the, He's a judge, the guy who broke into the Watergate. That's That seems <laughs> totally fair. So this whole thing is like, we reviewed this a long time ago. It's a fun, stupid mess. You know what I mean? The whole, like, before stuff is a scene. <laughs> yeah. That G. Gordon Liddy shit, I still can't even believe, first of all, that they got him. And second of all, that they were, like, clever enough that that would, like, go over a lot of kids' head. But yeah. to adults, they're like, are they fucking joking me? <laughs> like, this fucker? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was like a... He was not considered, like, a good person no. in history. And uh, not to mention, Susan St. James is on commentary with Vince for this, which is yeah. great. You know, Uh-oh. Dick Ebersole's Uh-oh. wife. Uh-oh. 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 Come on, T. And she's likable. She just says, uh-oh right. a lot. There's a lot of funny in this. <laughs> However, humor. the match, oh, my God, it's, like, unbearable. Well, here's the thing, right? If you're a boxing fan and you watch this, within 30 seconds, you know it's not real. Right. Because you watch boxing. If you're a wrestling fan. Which a lot of people probably did because Mike Tyson oh my, was really popular. Tyson was really, yeah, it was we're, really we're, hot. This 86. isn't like boxing now where there's like one decent match a year and like like it costs like $120 and like people get it with friends and they all have to team up to buy it. And most of the people are just drinking and not even watching the match because <laughs> there's like 75 matches with people nobody ever heard of beforehand. You know how boxing is now. And it's like by the time you get to see like Mayweather versus whoever. Yeah. It's like four in the morning or something. Cause they're like, no, we have to go West coast time. And like, and there's all these like issues, right? Yeah. And your alternative to ordering it is finding some bootleg ass stream on Reddit yeah. or something from Singapore. And you usually know? you just see it. The, the best way to approach it nowadays is just watch a Twitter clip of the knockout for two seconds or whatever Honestly, the ending was it's real. That's yeah. the best way. Watch it on Twitter the next day. And some, right. It's like, I don't have to stay up, find hashtag Mayweather and it's then just though. see what he did or whatever <laughs> to how he won it. Hey, that's how I saw when Holly Holm knocked out uh, Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that for the first time. Exactly. And Amanda Nunes. But anyway, we get to WrestleMania 2. Like I said, if you're a boxing fan, you can tell they're not really punching each other. They're pulling right. their punches. If you're a wrestling fan, you don't want to fucking see boxing. <laughs> exactly. I hate boxing matches in wrestling. I, I don't like It doesn't like happen them. very often. I Good. think it's only happened like three or four times. Well, don't forget boxing Bob Orton before right. this. Remember he had some <laughs> Did he fight like Mac Rivera or something? It's real. Good. Wants to do a little with, 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 with boxing Bob here. His name is Jose Luis Rivera. Boxing. How is Bob Orton like, he's actually like one of the funnier things during this time period. Yes. 
he sucks in 82 there. Yeah. But when he comes back in 84 or 5 or whatever, he's great. <laughs> the pink hat. Yeah. Like, I, I, he doesn't give a shit. I mean, you know why he's one of the most fun things? Why? Ace comedy. Yeah, ace, he's an ace of comedy. <laughs> he is. Funny man, Bob Orvin. Bob Orvin. So, it's just not appealing, I don't think. You th- Let me know what you think, folks. If you're a wrestling fan to see boxing, or if you're a boxing fan, you know it's not real. So I give him credit for trying. I give him credit for for going along with the charade, you know, getting judges, getting Joe friggin' Frazier and yeah. his son to come out, right? Getting Lou Duva, a notable boxing trainer, doing the whole thing, right? I see another problem with this, by the way, Go ahead. for the live crowd. Yeah. Just, just pointing it out here. All of them are like, man, wish we could have seen Hulk Hogan. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you can watch that on a big screen. That, that's a major issue, yeah. too, on top of all of it. And Hulk Hogan's not even there in the arena. Not even close. Yeah, he's thousands like, of miles away. Totally across the country. Yep. Uh, doing a much better match. So, I mean, yeah, as a boxing match, it's not real. So, yeah. <laughs> as a wrestling match, it's not one. There's really nothing to talk about mm-hmm. other than the fact that I think it is still presented well. Right. I do think it's presented well. I think they did a good job trying to really play it straight. But yeah, this is there's no good way to do this here. They do a DQ. There's no knockout really, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. It it's, sucks. But it's a waste I, of my time. I, I a lot of times I fast forward through it on when I, I watch you. WrestleMania too. But I do think I do give them points on the creativity, on the ambiance of it. I think it was a a novel idea. I do. I really do. So yeah, from know. an idea perspective, it's interesting. It but is in execution. It's so it, bad. It, it's bad. It's painful to watch. Little pain, yeah. I think the pre-match stuff, like you said, is a whole scene. That's so, the best part. And herb. then you're like, okay, I don't need to watch it anymore. Yeah, herb. Exactly, Herb. Is that it on this yeah. full rank? Yeah. Okay, to run them down one more time, folks. At number one is Ms. Cena. Two, Undertaker Roman. Three, Triple H Jericho. Four is Sid and Hogan. Five is Undertaker Sid. And six is Triple H versus Orton. Quinn, this fatal four-way. I'm kind of torn here. What do you think? The ending is fucking egregious. You hate the ending, huh? It's fucking Triple H winning. It's not even just that I hate Triple H. It's just like there's no progress in the story because of it. That's that's my main problem with it. I was like, what was the point of all of this? Do you think that it is kind of just the antithesis of the point of WrestleMania? Like to that point, yeah. Right? It, it's like been- you you come into WrestleMania, you're like, okay, this is gonna like. And that's the end of the story. And right. then on to the next year of stuff, right? Even back then, even in 2000, still wasn't yeah. like, cause remember how we, we talk about how now, like, no, they tell you, they beat you over the head that that's what WrestleMania is yeah. back then. They didn't do it as much, but even so you kind of knew, right? right? You were like triple H this has been going on for a while, right? Okay. Like this is the end of the story. Right. right. And then he wins and you're like, watch raw next night or whatever. Yeah. It was JR yelling about <laughs> like, still very much a TV driven business, you know, right. by then. But, you know, last week when we were talking about Rock and Austin, you gave them credit for trying a different ending with Austin turning heel. And you said it was a choice. An interesting good ending, though. (laughs) This is like, this sucks. This is the status quo. This is nothing's changing. The other one, the one we talked about last week with Austin and Rock, like a major change. It's a major, like, we're going down a different road. Like, that's interesting. For the worse, but yes. It doesn't, but you don't know that at the time, Correct. right? So, and at this, you don't know it yet either. You don't know that at Backlash, The Rock is going to win. And I'm then, not even thinking and then about lose a, a month after that. I'm not even thinking about that. Correct. This is WrestleMania. I'm, right. I want what is something happening? Like I feel like nothing changed. Yeah. At the end of this, like I said, it's very WCW yeah. 96, 97 style. I don't even want to watch next week on Raw because nothing's. The title could change hands tomorrow, for all I know, because they, uh, clearly WrestleMania doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I, okay. So at least that, in the Triple H era. So with that said, is it worse than Triple H Orton? Yes. Okay. 
Is it worse than Undertaker Sid? Yes. I'm assuming because at least we something know, happened. Yeah. New era. Yeah. Undertaker creatures, all that. Yeah. And it ended also the Undertaker's like whole quest to get the title, get the back. title back. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's worse than Sid Hogan, though. That's shit. And again, the match is clearly better. I'm not talking about the wrestling match. I'm talking about the whole thing. It does have a weird lateral nothing's changing. Well, I guess it does because Hogan leaves, but it's not really conclusive because he said, oh, maybe I'll be here, brother, or whatever. <laughs> Remember? Like, yeah. And you're like, at the time, you're like, well, I guess he... You know what? Here's the thing that sucks about that Sid Hogan ending. Yeah. It's still inconclusive to the point where like, you could literally want to turn on superstars next weekend or whenever the fuck it's on right yeah and be like oh well i guess hulk hogan's staying because he's got to go beat up papa shango and shit <laughs> right like or, you know what i'm saying like, like yeah, speaking of which the papa shango involvement is, yeah. is so bizarre <laughs> that's here. what i mean though it's like the way that ends you would th- it's very deceiving because you would think oh well ultimate warrior and hulk hogan are gonna now team, team up, up and they're gonna fight papa shango and <laughs> right. sid and beat up that harvey whippleman and i guess they're gonna do that SummerSlam, right i guess he can't leave now right like they, they've got him by the balls right, right? they got to go beat them up right but, but that doesn't happen either that doesn't happen either you know what though yeah it is bad quinn this whole thing like this whole thing we talked about it's flat it's not very intriguing mm-hmm. sid tries hogan really doesn't but, seem like he's trying on the other hand Mick Foley and like McMahon City and fucking yeah never mind yeah. you're right <laughs> you know what I mean yep big show the for no <laughs> reason what does he have to do with this I still don't get hit because his foot om- maybe first he I almost don't know. won the Royal Rumble he almost because he, they were sorry for fucking up their investment that they got a year prior and they're like we well, gotta rebuild this start guy. from fucking scratch why doesn't he have a really good win over like the Intercontinental <laughs> Champion or something like I don't know like keep him out of this rebuild him I know Re- like, and he just he, was the champion he's young too. right like, you can go rebuild him. You know what they also fucked up, though? He was the champion, right? For a yeah. couple months. And they had him doing, like, the feud with Boss. He was feuding with, I love Big Boss Man. Trust me. He's not that kind of character but anymore. Like, what yeah. the fuck are they doing? They had, like, the mid-card world champion. He's an evil fucker. <laughs> yeah. And he, he just, he screws with people. He doesn't win belts. No! <laughs> not 99 Boss Man, does it? I mean, sometimes, but it's just, like, with Ken Shamrock or whatever. I don't know. Didn't, like... Bob Holly get a title shot against Big Show. Bob also, Holly's got too much involvement at this point in time. I, the fact that he came up when I was saying like people Triple H would beat kind he's of like thing. He's like the mid card Triple H. Like, yeah. I swear, like I'm good. You're okay. Because like, well, because he was here for a long time. Yeah. He used to be a race car driver, yeah. but now he's not, and he overcame that adversity of being a race car driver. Like that's his whole character. Is like he had a shitty gimmick and he overcame it. Like to get like a halfway decent one. Congratulations! Yeah. You're not going to be the world champion he wore, because he of that. Wore biker shorts and it's that said hardcore on them, and so now he's better. <laughs> and his music's decent. Took more steroids. Music's pretty good. Which is like basically the boss man song too. But anyway, I think we're noticing a trend here though, because now we're putting the Fatal Four up against Triple H Jericho. I'm noticing two things, Michael, about a bad WrestleMania main event. They Triple H is involved and Stephanie is involved, or McMahon is involved. I think. This is worse I than the Triple H Jericho. Yep. I do. Too much McMahon. It's too much. Can we calm down with it's, that? It's way too much. And look, as much as I don't like Triple H Jericho because I don't care about face Triple H, mm-hmm. at least the right guy won according to the build. You know yeah. what I mean? Triple H won the Rumble. You could say that even about the next one. I mean, Roman Reigns should, should be have, the Undertaker. Yeah. It sucks, but like it, it's the way they're building it. You know, you know what's not? 
fucking convoluted because the Undertaker isn't there to do anything ever. So Roman's just like, okay, well, um, I'm going to fight him and I'm going to win. And then he does. And great. So you're really climbing this up the ladder, huh? This sucks. It's too much. Like, you know what we, we talked about earlier is like a good storyline and a good build or whatever. This build is a fucking mess. Yep. Like, this, yep. uh, this goes in no direction that you thought it would. This is the ultimate, like, well, we don't know where to go, so let's just put them all together. And let's call like, McFoley back. Yeah, because we didn't finish that either. Yeah, why do they need... Still irks me. I know why do they-, they have to... Okay, listen. <laughs> why... I know you say, like, yeah, it was a great career match thing, whatever the fuck, or what, whatever, but at the end of the day, I think the thing we need to admit is it didn't need to be a career match. The WrestleMania match should have been like, I know. Mick just says he's going to retire at the end of this. But when we're saying this in hindsight, Mick really did think he was retiring. He well, was. Well, he fucked up. He shouldn't have then. I know. He shouldn't have come back. Yeah, exactly. It exactly. Ruined it. It, Ugh, it ruined this it. This sucks. Like, it goes above Undertaker. I'm sorry. You like, sure, it, it's though? like, yes. This is like remembered as such a big misstep, right? There, the only reason that it's not like remembered as like one of the worst things, and we're we're kind of like going through it again now. But the only reason that it's saved is because the rest of 2000 is okay. But it doesn't excuse this crap. This should not be the main event at WrestleMania. A fatal four-way for the world title with a McMahon in every corner. No, I agree with you. Never. But un- oh, Quinn, Undertaker, Roman, no one cared. Okay. Look, on paper, nobody cares. Nobody cares, but on paper, that looks good. Honestly, it's the uh, booking is what ruins that. It's like they, that it just sucks so much ass. It's not even the booking. And also, it's not even, the, yeah, it's not even just the booking. The booking does. because Roman no, should win. Roman should win. I just mean the, 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 the getting there, right? Because you have no Undertaker to do anything. <laughs> like, Ride my yard or whatever. The, and it doesn't matter. Cares anymore. But the old fuck. <laughs> But gives a shit. The the main problem with this one is that everyone just hates Roman Reigns. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's supposed to be a face. Yeah, everyone's silent. That or guy is more hated wins. than fucking Triple H by that point, and that's hard to do. And that's why I think this is worse, Quinn. Only because they shouldn't have put this on as the main event of WrestleMania. Oh that's that's uh, that listen, Triple H shit <laughs> is a fucking mess, man. That is a fucking mess. Well, can we talk about Big another- Show? Big Show, Joe. Linda, can we talk about another thing that we didn't say as much about? I kind of breezed over it, but why did Vince turn heel again? I don't, I don't even, I don't even like. What is the point of I this? I don't even, I don't even take a minute to figure that out because that Vince is all over the place in 1999. It's like here's the thing that's weird in 99, 2000, like that period. They couldn't make up their mind. They were like, let's really try this. Like if we make Vince a face, like sometimes. And it worked. People liked it. Sort of. Yeah, they but did. But then they ultimately realized it's like, he's just got to be an evil fucker. He's like better that, at that. And like, and this is this weird period where they're trying to figure that out. And it results in stuff like this where like Vince is like, goes in as a face, comes out as like, what? I'm just thinking from a lot. Like at least, at least, right? The next year, just on that thread. Yeah, Vince is already an asshole. He comes out, he's a fuck. <laughs> the whole time. And like, at least it's logical that like he's still a fuck at the end. But then he's a face because WCW invades. Sort of. He turns face because of Mark Jindrak, okay? Jindrak. Gotta defend my company. You fucking put them out of business, you asshole. What are you defending from? <laughs> they can't, like, take over. What are they gonna, like, go yeah, in the Chuck office Pol- and, like, yeah, Chuck get, the, take get, it over? Get, the, get the deed to WCW or something? This all pisses me off. Look, look what happened <laughs> now because of this main event. That's the weird thing about McMahon's stuff is, like, ultimately nothing can happen because it's 
business and there's contracts and papers and like accounting and stuff. Like, I don't know, but But back to the turn, right? Yeah. Stephanie and Triple H beat the shit out of him in Armageddon. Yeah. And now he's like, no, I got to be with them again at WrestleMania. Like, what? To screw over The Rock? Who cares? I don't know. Enough. Enough. Okay. It's worse. It's worse. It really isn't, but I want to put it above. It stinks. I don't like it. Okay. This, it, this main event always pissed me off. Is it worse than Ms. Cena? Okay. This, <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. Okay. So, the one thing the Miz and Cena can say that is really, really fucking horrible at is the fact that, like we said, it, it, it's, it's the window into The Rock bullshit. It is another example. Twice in a lifetime. Yeah, and it's another example of ending a WrestleMania on a weird note. You it's, know, a, like, it's also an example of like, why Miz? Why well, Miz? Well, I love him, but this is not the time. <laughs> like, the, listen, Miz is great. Like, it's an I, overachievement to beat Cena at a WrestleMania. This is not the time for that. See, like you said like before, Cena had not been the champion for like a year. Yeah, he hadn't been the This champion. is it, right? This is like, okay, Cena beats Miz. It's and like Miz, Miz is, fights the rock. Miz has been so annoying. Everyone hates him. It's yeah. like, okay, great. It's like it's time for Miz's uh run to end. That's yeah. fine. I don't have a problem with that. Miz had a good run. But no. He loses rock hosts and all this crap. Like, I don't even want to go back into it. You want to leave it at number one then? <sighs> but okay. I can't Oop. see. Oop. Okay. On the other hand. On the other hand. Fucking Triple H. This is his. But this is his it. fucking baby, though. This is this is the kind of shit we remember Triple H for being, right? This is the kind of stuff that like establishes, wow, Triple H just sucks. Not really. I mean, I like this. It's because he wins as a heel, and then he loses a backlash, and then he wins again. And then he loses. The Rock gets it at King of the Ring. What the fuck were they doing here? Too many. Too much. This, it's too They're convoluted. Too much. At least with Miz and Cena, as stupid as it is, I can at least understand it. With this, I there's 73 different cross angles going on here that I don't even like I I don't know what to tell you Joe like big it, show there, there's big show there's Mick returning there's Linda there's all of that stinks fucking Vince turning again there's <laughs> all of that stinks there's too. the rock just not winning like stinks. why is the rock not winning at Wrestlemania against Triple H why is that not happening like he's a rock are they kidding here I know Mick doesn't have a fucking chance because he's not even going to be here tomorrow, but like, the like Rock? I feel like if Slaughter beat Hogan at WrestleMania 7 or yeah, something. Yeah, I know. Where you're like, the obvious should just happen. Sometimes you want the obvious to happen. This is a case of that. Because yeah. here's the thing. It would be one thing if Triple H had like just won the title for the first time in like February or something. Right. Like maybe, I don't know, whatever. I'm not even going to make up situations. The point is if he was like newly crowned the champion. But Triple H has been annoying the fuck out of everyone for months. Since the summer. Yeah. Like it's time. You really hate this main event. I huh? hate this main event. Okay. The more I think about it, the more fucked up it is. Okay. Then we'll put it on as number one. Uh, it stinks. <laughs> I didn't think it would do this I didn't bad. think it would either. But man, and this really get, makes my blood boil. Okay. I'm with you. I'm okay with it. All Ugh. right. T versus Piper, Wrestle 2. Wrestle 2. Well, it's worse than Triple H and Orton, that's for sure. It is? Yeah. Okay. And this match sucks. Yeah, but it's fun. But the, it's just the intro. The, the, what do you mean fun? The rest of it is is boring. Uh-oh. All right. The, the fact that I say I fast forward through it the most every time it comes on, other than the opening. Fair. Now, I will be, full disclosure here, this got the most votes out of anything. Out of anything. For the flush. This got an overwhelming amount of most votes. Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, anything. <laughs> it just means people don't like it. Uh, is it worse than under Sid? I think it is, uh -huh. right? Yep. Don't even have to think about that. Worse than Sid Hogan? Worse. Worse uh -huh. than Triple H Jericho? Yes. Worse than Undertaker Roman? 
yeah, yeah, it's worse. Why? Because it's not anything. It's a fucking. They're just swatting at each other. What even? Like what? Like we've like we said at the beginning. What is this? Like this is a boxing is a, match. This is a fake boxing, boxing match, yeah. match on match. wrestling with a celebrity and a guy that won some amateur thing a long time amateur ago. Amateur punk stuff. Yeah, <laughs> as Bobby would say. Like probably in the seventies, late sixties, maybe. And I don't know. A, I don't know when Piper boxed. Probably late, yeah. Probably like fifteen, late sixties, sixty nine. Yeah, maybe you might be right. What are we doing here, Lou Duva? <laughs> don't make fun of Lou Duva. <laughs> it's real. It's real, bro. No, this like, is real. I've been traded. Um, G Gordon Liddy. G Gordon Liddy. Herb. Yeah, Herb. <laughs> Although I like that stuff. No, like I said, Joel Rivers is tremendous. Take, if you take the beginning part out, this is the worst thing ever. Like. <laughs> <laughs> If it okay. wasn't for Funny Man Bob Orvin and all that, yeah. and, and fucking uh oh, and all yeah. that stuff, like it, it saves it. Okay, so it's worse than Undertaker Roman. Yep. Worse than Ms. Cena. Yep. Is it worse? Uh, this than is the, hideous. Is it worse than the Fatal Four Way? It might be. It's a lot shorter than the Fatal Four Way. That's true. It's got that. No, what is it though? Because here's the thing: yeah. is if this feels like it's long as fuck because of the rounds. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh. I don't know. I mean, it got the most See, votes, so my, I understand. Okay, my biggest problem with this, here's the thing, is that it rightfully shot all the way the fuck up, right? That, that That's not even a question to me. My question is, is it number one? And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because, is it really, really a main event? True. I mean, it is for the New York, the New York crowd. Mm-hmm. It is technically... I think that might be the only thing that holds it back. Okay, yeah, I understand. They did sell it as a main event in every arena out of the three. So there technically are three main events here. That wasn't like us just making that no. up. Yeah, this isn't like a technicality. No, but clearly Hogan and Bundy was the main main event, right? That's why it was in LA and it went on last, mm-hmm. right? So for the pay-per-view audience, that's the thing you're waiting for. It's probably also there because as being the time zone, it has to be last. Correct. But you're right. It didn't close WrestleMania 2. Well, did it close WrestleMania 2 for the LA audience? Remember they do the thing, it's like, stay tuned for more or something at the end of the LA part. Did Chicago close? Yeah, that's a good question. I forget which, I, always, this, I forget what went on last for the LA crowd. This is why you don't do yeah. this. Anymore. That's why, this is why they don't do this multiple location shit anymore. Yeah. They're really pushing my buttons, by the way, with the <laughs> two nights of WrestleMania. I can't stand for that. <laughs> One night is, I didn't even watch it last year because I'm like, two nights? I'm not watching that. I'm not sitting around for that. <laughs> At this point. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, we're going to keep T and Piper at number two, though. Yeah, just because it's like a fake main event. A fake event. Yeah, it's right. Right. I understand. Okay. I mean, Triple H. That's the only thing. Holding it back. It's the yeah. only thing fucking. That shit would be above it. Okay. Otherwise. I understand. The, the, the thing that's really astonishing about Triple H Rock Big Show Mick yeah. is that that's the only fucking sole main event that is the main event yeah, of WrestleMania. They decided to do that. What the fuck? And like, Triple what H the fuck? Won. Yeah. Big show was in it. Something appropriate, also, at the only one that's like 2000. What happened at WrestleMania in 1999 <laughs> or whatever in WrestleMania? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I know what you mean. And I don't mean the year. I mean WrestleMania yeah. 1999. Right, of course. When did that one happen? I don't know, Quinn. Uh, are we going to go ahead and, and call it a week yeah. here for the flush? All right, folks. So, at number one, the newcomer, Triple H, Rock. Big Show and Mick Foley, as we hear Linda McMahon's music in the background. Mm-hmm. Number two from WrestleMania 2, Mr. T, Piper, boxing match. A lot of progress this week. Two, pro- two yeah. top twos. A lot huh? of new things here. Number three now, getting a little bit of a break, is Ms. Cena at 27. Number four, Undertaker, Roman at 33. Number five, Triple H, Jericho, 18. Six, 
Sid and Hogan, WrestleMania 8. 7, Undertaker Sid at 13. And number 8, Triple H Orton at WrestleMania 25. That's the flush for this week, folks. Let us know yours. Do that on Twitter. Email us. Join the group. But when we come back, we're going down to Continental. Because sometimes you just got to go down there and see what's going on. Continental Championship Wrestling Review coming up right after this. closed-circuit giant screen television wrestling event of all time. From three different stadiums across America, three incredible main events. World champion Hulk Hogan against King Kong Bundy in a steel cage. Roddy Piper in boxing gloves against Mr. T. Plus the wildest battle royal of all time, starring the refrigerator William Perry, Big John Studd, and 20 other wrestling superstars. WrestleMania 2, Monday, April 7th, Montreal Forum. Tickets now on sale at the Forum and all Ticketron outlets. Are you looking for something new? You've got to try C. Howard Violets. That's right, guys. I promise you've never had a candy like this before. They're unique. They're delightful. They're addicting. And listen, I wouldn't do this if they weren't. In fact, I want you to go to cHowardCompany.com right now. Pause the show. Pick up their sampler. Get a pouch of Violets. Heck, buy a Violet shirt. Just tell them OVP sent you there. You've heard about the blue chew. Well, this is the purple chew, and I'm telling you, these things are truly delicious. Even Quinn likes them now. Again, that's cHowardCompany.com. The letter C, HowardCompany.com. And remember, tell them OVP sent you there, because you've got to try the violets. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks, guys, for being with us here for episode 218. Quinn, we're going down to Alabama. Wonderful. I love going down. I love Continental. Continental Championship Wrestling, folks. I just want to shout out the tremendous Armstrong Alley channel. Yeah. uh, Which is where you can get a lot of this Continental stuff. Pretty much like all the Continental. Yeah. I don't know any place you can find Continental. He is the go-to for this stuff. Uh, Crispy Lettuce, I believe he is on Twitter. Goodness. It's on YouTube because here's the thing is as we've discussed before, nobody knows who really owns David this. David Woods, I think, he still possibly, does. Yeah. He doesn't seem to give a shit that it's on YouTube. Correct. How else is anyone ever going to see it? Yeah, Vince does not own this, which yeah. is awesome. Yay, Alabama! So, uh, Continental, we've reviewed several times, and mm-hmm. I will say this has like a 1,000 batting average. <laughs> it's always good. We always <laughs> like it. It's never bad. So, even though we have this reputation as being, you know, the New York Territory guys, Northerners, blah, blah, blah. We appreciate some good Southern wrestling. This is like Southern ECW. That's it how really I always is, think Quinn. of it. It's, it's really good. In a lot of ways, it was an influence to ECW. Uh, for example, Eddie Gilbert himself spent some time down there. So did right. Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Continental, just a very quick recap. This is down the uh, Tennessee, like Knoxville, the Alabama area. Uh, it was originally owned by Buddy Fuller and Roy Welch, and then eventually Ron Fuller, not Rob, Ron mm-hmm. Fuller, Okay, mm-hmm. the brother of Rob Fuller, Rob Parker. Colonel Parker. Colonel Parker. And it was South uh, Southeastern Championship Wrestling before that was Gulf Coast. But in 1985, it became Continental Championship Wrestling. And that was an attempt by the Fullers to compete with Vince, which usually does not go well. Yeah, but... Com- <laughs> but they didn't I, compete. Here's the That's thing. A funny it's like, thing. Yeah, you say compete. They're not competing. Absolutely like they, not. They, they, to me, it's just... That's their modernization technique is like, make it sound like it's important. Correct. We really aren't trying here. Like, oh God, no. Like they are their own thing. However, it still exists in this weird period of time where they could, you know, have it in a big arena because they wrestling did, yeah. was doing good in general. Correct. Right. So it's like, it seems like it's important. And they did do big arena shows. They got out of the studio or in the mid 80s and they did arena style yeah. stuff. Continental obviously is meant to imply, like you said, make it sound like it's bigger. I mean, they're really running the fucking South. 
Right. Some of the South. This territory is known, the, the reason it could attract such talent, from my understanding, is that they were really good to their talent. And apparently it was it was known to be like almost practically like a vacation. Like a to party go, territory. To, like people would go down there for like a month or two. And yep. they said the travel was super fun because it was like this kind of small strip and you just went back down and forth. And it was a good time, basically. Yep. And a lot of people went down. I mean, a lot of people passed through this promotion. Obviously, Ric Flair, the NWA champion, was down there. And Lawler was down there. Iron Anderson was down there. Some big names. Ronnie Garvin, Dick Slater. A lot of people, a lot of like notable wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the Armstrong family was down there. The Fullers were down there. But a lot of people, and of course, our favorite Quinn, the announcer for CCW, mm-hmm. Gordon Soley. Yes, Gordon, <laughs> the, the authority figure of CCW, yeah. but not really. But it's great to see him. I work him. for the promotion or something. <laughs> like he just says things and people listen. Yeah, it's I love him. Yeah. So if you want to get your hands on this, like I said, Armstrong Alley, it's the January 10th, 87 episode and was actually suggested by Peter Edge. You think you know him. There he is. (laughs) Now, by the way, speaking of suggestions, we have a, an announcement post on our Facebook group and it's going to stay there where we want specific episode requests from you guys. And you put it there. Now we can't promise when we're going to get to it, but we're going to try to get to these requests here. So if you have Mm -hmm. a promotion, a specific episode that you want us to review, Drop it there. Merkel also keeps an eye on Put it. Put your name on it. We'll, we'll shout you yeah. out like Peter Edge here. Absolutely. We think we know him. I know him now. <laughs> so again, this is Continental Championship Wrestling, January 10th, 1987, Michael. <sighs> Back to Continental for some crazy bullshit, most oh, likely. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I love it. We didn't really mention, but the reason we like it so much is it's fun. It's entertaining. Every episode is like either like a cliffhanger or like some shit. Like the story progress every single episode of this show. That's its that's its big draw. Yep. It's like you could turn on anyone. They'll explain to you what's happening and then they'll make you want to watch the next one. Yeah, and Gordon is the glue to yeah. the show. He really is. Yeah. Gordon does a great job at, at kicking it off and telling you what's been going on. Gordon also, <laughs> my favorite part about Gordon is every time it starts up, just be like, this shit was out of control last <laughs> yeah, week, yeah. so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do this now. It's real it's like, though. Come on down, uh, this guy. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me resolve what the fuck went wrong last week. Like, it's like this is the best Gordon ever, and it really has a lot to do with the he gels well with the chaos of yep. this promotion. So this promotion's big, big draw is it's super chaotic, very. But Gordon having Gordon as this like straight man who's like can't stand for this shit yep. but like he's not really the authority figure but he kind of has to be because nobody else will yeah. be everyone's so fucking out of control he's the principal yeah it's amazing <laughs> it really is uh, so we get our usual intro to start home of the national wrestling alliance featuring champions from throughout the continental united states We'll party all the time, of course, which is very apropos for it, it is a party all the time in Continental. <laughs> it is. And uh, we hard cut to Gordon, who thanks us for being here. Thank you. Thank you so very much and welcome once again to Continental Championship Wrestling. He's in this like way too big, like globe zone in the corner of the arena, which I always thought is so strange. It's like super far away from the ring. Yeah. It's like all the way in the corner of the arena, but it's massive. It is a big area. It's like this gigantic set. Yep. That's like way too big. It looks goofy on yeah. TV. I yeah. like it. So he explains to the audience here. He says the 1987 season is upon us. Season. <laughs> and the CCW board of directors has some very important changes, Quinn. God, they need this. The shit around here is chaos, like generally. <laughs> like is. They need some fucking rules. <laughs> this so, is like the one time, like usually when you hear rules in wrestling, you're, you're like, like, oh, God. Uh, in, in, in Continental, it's out of hand over here. No, they need some, they need some control here. Yeah. So number one. From now on, 
any referee that is deliberately struck by a wrestler, that wrestler is going to be fined $5,000. Good. Also, I feel like Gordon just made these rules up. It's not a committee or whatever. He said, that's not, that's not true. This is my fucking decision. If he uh, just tells them this, they'll listen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Everyone listens to Gordon. Yeah. Number two, any wrestler who steals a belt that he has not won will be suspended for 30 days. And I got to tell you, this is an issue down there. <laughs> Every time we watch an episode, some some shit like this happens. It's it, real. It, it constantly happens. It's real. It needs to be addressed. <laughs> so then Gordon talks about how Chris Von Colt recently stole the Alabama heavyweight. Of course, oh, which is why we need these rules. Stole the Alabama heavyweight belt. So he's been fined $14,000 and... Gordon is proud to announce that they do now have the belt back. <laughs> this is great. He's like showing it. We got the fucking belt. Look, here it is. I have the belt back. <laughs> see, it, see, it worked. <laughs> the rules are working. And I'm very proud to announce that we now have the belt back in our possession. And now Gordon brings out the rightful owner of the belt, Wildcat Wendell Cooley, who I kind of like, by the way. He's not bad. Yeah, I, I, I don't like mind Cooley. him. Isn't he usually a heel, though, every time I see him? No, I think he's a face. Okay. Uh, anyway, he comes out in a proud Coca-Cola sweatshirt, like Coca-Cola oh, classic. They are the sponsor. Remember, they're, they're on the ring apron every event. It's true. And uh, who am I to talk? I have a C. Howard shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thanks the officials and Mr. Soley for getting the belt back. Also, fuck you, Chris Von Cold. <laughs> I love how Gordon is just basically in command because somebody has to be around <laughs> yeah, here. It. It's so good. I'm going to direct traffic around here. Yeah. Um, he then runs down tonight's action. I won't give you any spoilers. And we go to ringside where our first match is one fall for a 30-minute time limit. And it's for the Southeastern Heavyweight title. Whatever that is. Doesn't matter, right? I think that's that's the title from my understanding. I think that is their, yeah. their world title. Yeah. World title on the line opener. Yeah. Like, why the yeah, fuck yeah, not? Yeah, it's fucking continental. Who cares? <laughs> so some funky music hits now as the champion Rip Rogers struts out stupidly. Looking like shit. He's a good heel, though, because yeah. he's so annoying. And the Rinquin, as always, looks like crap, just the way we like oh, it. Oh, yeah. If it, if it looked good, I'd be appalled. Yeah. It looks like it's going to fall apart at any second, oh, and that's yeah. how we want it. Mm-hmm. His opponent enters to his own song, actually, which he sings himself. It's called Imagine What I Could Do to You. It's very sassy. I can bring you to what I The exotic Adrian Street, and he's a big face. Yep, and he looks absurd, of course, and the fans love it. I like him as a face. He's great. Adrian Street. He's another one. We don't get much unless we do like a promotion like this. He's awesome. He's on Continental a lot. Yeah, Adrian Street's good. Mm -hmm. Um, So he prances around, but he actually gets attacked as he gets into the ring. So I need to mention, the footage is like, all wobbly, which to me always means that somebody just put a camcorder on the TV. That's, that's always the signal. I don't Cause know. Because if you notice too with this tape, the footage jumps around to like real actually on VHS, yes. like taped with a VHS and machine. And it looks a lot better. Versus literally somebody camming, like holding it. That's why it wobbles because when there's crying on the screen, if you're, cam, if you're camcordering a screen with Chiron, that's the effect. That's yeah. how I know it. A uh, big slugfest to start now as the audio goes to all hell. I couldn't hear shit, and I had headphones on. Yeah. And I, I, and here's the thing: I want to warn people is that literally I like have to jack the volume up on my computer when this happens. Yeah. The whole show, so this was like rough to watch. So if you're gonna watch this, just be keep that in mind, okay? Yeah. And if I have to drop in any clips from this period, ignore the sound. I'll try to clean it up if I can, because there's a lot of hissing. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's, it's bad. It's, it's not good. They brawl outside, back in, some arm work here. By the way, Street has like Lenny Lane style oh, hair. Yeah, it's clutch. Uh, he hammers away, grabs a headlock, and somehow boots Rogers in the face at the same time. I like that. Was- I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, Letter press, press gets two for Street. Rogers bails out. Street goes right after him, ram to the guardrail. Big rights by Street, and Rogers rolls back in. And this is actually okay. This Not match bad. This is pretty good for good, Continental. Good little brawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogers fires back with his own punches. Another slugfest now. Rogers caught in the rope. Street bites him. Comes off the ropes of the shoulder block. Rips sent outside. Street finds him out there, but Rogers tosses Adrian into the post. Street with an atomic drop on the outside now. And then he rolls back in. Rogers comes back in, though, with some stomps and a snap. Mare gets two. And he tosses Adrian back out as Gordon tells us that if we're watching Street for the first time, don't be fooled by the hair in the fancy garments. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Street now with an atomic drop outside. And Rip rolls in. Asks for a timeout. Street works the leg, though. And Rip with an eye gouge. Irish whip. Head down, leapfrog by Street, sleeper! Mm. But the ref gets punched by Rogers or kicked or something while he's in the sleeper. Uh-oh, it's fine time. It should they be. Just, they just mentioned. Gordon mentioned it. Yep. Meanwhile, Miss Brenda, who is uh, here <laughs> to help Rogers, she runs out. She sprays something in the Street's eyes and then punches him with her purse. By the way, I looked her up. You know who she is? Brenda Britton, uh, what? She's, she's Rip's wife. In real life, In real right? life, she's yeah. just here for yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. That's very continental, by the way. Uh, bring the wives. Yeah. Like, we'll do something. Bring the whole family. We'll, bring the whole, we'll, do, we'll get your kids involved. It'll be, it'll be great. <laughs> so she uh, puts her husband on top here, tells the ref to get back in to make the pin. But meanwhile, Miss Linda comes out. That's Street's valet. Yeah. We've seen her before. She's Street's wife. She could be. I Who think the she fuck is. knows? Yeah, you can get the wives involved. Why the hell not, right? So she comes out. She attacks Miss Brenda, punches Rogers, and puts Street back on top. The referee is in. One, two, three. Adrian's a new champion. Yes. yes. All right. Now you might think, oh, that if this is their big title, that this shit fucking these titles yeah, change hands all the, the time. The titles kind of don't matter, sort of. I think we've seen Street with it prior to this. I feel like every single episode of this shit, there's a title change. Like every single one. Yeah, it's like Raw in 99. It doesn't. <laughs> Continental's like the pioneer of this. Yeah, they like, don't they're, care. They're, it's like these titles. Like, <laughs> this is just so that the match is sort of more important yeah, than it actually is. So, Street hugs the ref for fun and then he takes the belt all happily as we hard cut to a plug for Columbus, Mississippi, Friday the 30th from the Lavendar Coliseum. By the way, the audio was good again. And my ears, because <laughs> volume was like jacked all the way to 100 when this happened. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I watched it on my speakers, I thankfully. had like the AirPods in, so oh. I was like, ah! Oh! Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it goes up and down a few times, folks, just so you're aware. But anyway, at this card coming up on the 30th, Robert Fuller and the Tennessee Stud will be taking on the New Guinea Headhunters and Kevin Sullivan in a handicap match. Also, the Bullet will be taking on Kevin Sullivan. A lot of Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, Adrian Street will take on Rip Rogers. The Nightmares will take on Mr. Perfect, Jerry Stubbs, and the Dirty White Boy. But now we go back to Gordon at the desk, where Street and Miss Linda are with him. But first, Gordon throws up to the <laughs> ring, where <laughs> we see Rogers and Miss Brenda all upset. It's amazing. They're selling like they're all dead. Yes. Like, it's incredible. They're like rolling around <laughs> yeah. on the floor like like villains in like, I don't know. Like, like a cartoon? Like a cartoon, exactly. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh, my ah. My butt. Oh. So good. <laughs> like, why are they just sitting in the ring like this too? Know. Like, with in the camera angles, just like, like the guys just standing there, just yeah. like, oh, look at these dumbasses, look at these idiots. Street from the desk now says that he feels just like Cinderella because out of nowhere came a horrible frog and then a princess. The beautiful princess came and knocked the lights out. Wasn't that wonderful? And what did I tell you? Now you've got a champion. Now the flea bag 
Now the ex-champion, somebody none of us ever recognized anyway. Gordon now throws back to the ring uh, for a comment from Rogers, and it's great. This is so amazing. All right, let's go to the ring and see if they can get a comment from uh, Hustler Rip Rogers and to see what his comments are. Somebody hit me! Yeah, he's like all confused. I laughed out loud. Miss Brenda's like going like no. in the air, like like, like with her hands. Yeah, it's like, like amazing. Like they, they yeah, it's look, a, it, they look like idiots. Yeah, just sitting on their asses, Quinn. Um, it's so stupid. <laughs> so Rip continues to complain. Gordon just cuts him off as street laughs. And Gordon's all like, fuck him. Yeah. Like, and just leaves. Like, it's amazing. As Rip's like complaining, Gordon's like, okay, let's go to break. Uh, we're done with this. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. No more of you. Uh, we go to break. We come back for our next match. One fall with a 15 minute time limit. First, from parts unknown, Dr. X. Who? Don't know. Uh, his opponent from Tamper, Larry Hamilton, who gets a nice round of applause. Again, who? I don't know. <laughs> Just saying. Sounds familiar, actually, Larry Hamilton. I saw him on this, like, one yeah, other time. Yeah, I think time. that's what yeah. it is. Now, I'm not sure who this Dr. X is. If someone out there wants to enlighten me. So, I'm going to make a guess here. and uh, Not who it is or whatever, but that I'm going to just say this. The roster at, at, at all times in Continental is like generally like 10 people. So I'm going to guess that to like puff up the roster of how many people actually are here. Yeah. That it's just one of the other wrestlers it, just in a mask. It might be. Just it, to like, uh, just playing a jobber basically. Right. Yeah. If anyone knows, tell me. They don't have the budget for jobbers even. Not really. Um, it's just all the stars. And then they, the other ones pretend to be jobbers. <laughs> Why not? I only know of two Dr. X's, Tom Pritchard in WWF in the nineties. And could Dick, be him. It could be, it could be Dick Byer, but I don't think it is. I don't think he was wrestling much anymore. He's the original Dr. X from the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s. But anyway, let us know if you know. Anyway, Fireman's Carry by Hamilton to start some nice arm work here. Overhead suplex into an armbar again. As the crowd is like silent. Yeah. What is this match? Cool this down. is just the kill time. Yeah, just kill time. Uh, X is up, whip off the ropes, hip tosses blocked. Hamilton lands one into one arm drag. Another arm bar. Well, it is still the 80s coin, right? Mm-hmm. X is back up again. Eye gouge and he clubs away stupidly. All shitty. <laughs> Horrible punches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamilton fires back, though, with a couple of rights, and Gordon says, well, Fist City. Ew. <laughs> if you want to go to Fist City, let's go. Ew. Is he gorilla Fist with that? City. Fist City. Uh, Irish whip and a fallaway slam by Hamilton. Back to belly play now, and a three-quarter Nelson pin gets the win. Nice and quick. Nice and That's quick. That's good, because I did not have the patience for that much longer. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, Gordon, by the way, says that uh, Hamilton could have used an Oklahoma side roll, but instead he used a three-quarter Nelson with a partial <laughs> leg grape. Gordon would do this. Partial leg grapevine. This is why I love Gordon. <laughs> and then Gordon wants a fucking replay, so we get one. Yeah. He's like, let's get a replay of that. I need, I need to see we, this we need to, Let's look at that again. <laughs> love it. It's like, and then he just gets it, because he, he gets what whatever he wants on this show. He is in command over here, man. It really is. Like, he might as well just, uh, does he have the video machine, like the buttons on his yeah. desk? He's I mean, got a just, fucking phone, too. Yeah, we've heard him call, like, Bob Geigel or oh, something. Okay, Bob, well, Bob Geigel's telling me uh, this guy's fucking out of here. Like, that, this happens constantly. <laughs> I love him. Hamilton just happily leaves as Gordon now talks about how they've recently received a videotape from Kevin Sullivan, and we should watch that. So here we go. Let's cue it up as we throw to Kevin Sullivan on a balcony with Mark Lewin in Hawaii. Lewin just standing there all awkwardly, by the way. Yeah, he doesn't talk the whole time. But Sullivan's in his underpants, mm-hmm. and he tells... It's uh, on the beach, you know? <laughs> he's just he's kind of, like, lounging. Yeah, right? just chilling. In Hawaii. He says uh, to tell Ron Fuller and his goofy brother that 45 years ago, World War II started. 
Which oh, really not, now? Which is not quite accurate, yeah. but okay. Yeah. Little, it's a little too long back then. Yeah, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think this is accurate. January of 42 is not when World War II started. I don't think so. And not even December 41. It started in, what, 38, technically? Yeah, it's much longer. It's It didn't start with Pearl Harbor. Right. The U.S. got involved with Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. That's the end of your history lesson today. Anyway, Sullivan bitches about the Armstrong family and says, you know, I have a family, too. Also, Mark Lewin is Purple Haze. Okay. What, what, They're just calling him that now? They never say Mark Lewin. It's like, never. He, he's the Purple Haze now. <laughs> yeah. like, Okay. Park the car, purple haze. <laughs> Park your car. It's the worst Kevin Sullivan in the history of mankind. He, he says, does talk that way, though. He does say mystery is Mark Lewin's middle name. Okay. I did not know that. That was weird, wild stuff. I did not know that. Sullivan purple said, mystery haze. Is that his name? Great name. Sullivan says that Lewin was conjured up from the ocean depths by him and something about the armies watching from the four corners of the earth. And then Sullivan tells Fuller that he drew first blood and now he's going to draw last blood. Fun. And then he says, to be a king, you have to kill a king. Ha 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 ha! Just like cackles. Zangief's it up. It's amazing. Back to Gordon, who says we have some interesting matches in this viewing area. <laughs> and with Mr. Soli is Larry Hamilton. And on the other side, Dr. Tom Pritchard, who's being a complete asshole. He's just like babbling <laughs> yeah. while Gordon's talking. It's great. Gordon's trying to run down the matches. And Tom's like, no, fuck you, Larry yeah. Hamilton. You fucking suck. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> like, you know, like he's like talking shit to Larry. And Larry's just like smiling. He's like, okay. Yeah. And then, of course, on Friday night, Columbus, Mississippi, January 30th. That's January 30th. Now. So Hamilton then says, it's a pleasure to be back here, and he calls Pritchard Mr. Prejudice. Okay. Excuse me, that's Dr. Prejudice, but right. anyway, <laughs> Dr. Tom talks for like seven seconds before yeah, leaving. Very rowdy, rowdy Pritchard over here. <laughs> I'm gonna beat you, and blah, blah, yeah. blah, He's like, okay, bye. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. We gotta go to break. I'm gonna tell you, man, I'm gonna beat you. Okay, get the fuck out of here. Anyway, the bullet wanders in now with like a bag on his head and sunglasses over it. <laughs> what the fuck? What happened to his regular mask? Did that get taken? His mask, his regular mask is like gone. Yeah, why is he wearing a bag? I'm going to guess that the gimmick is he lost his mask. So this is his like makeshift, right? It's like a garbage. It's like a paper bag. It's a- like from the grocery store. Yeah. It's not like a pillow no. sheet or anything. It's like an actual from the grocery store. He cut holes in it and in the holes he puts sunglasses. This is real, folks. So that it would look like you'd have eyes. Looks like a fucking idiot. Looks doofy. But anyway, he says he's looking forward to the Gordo Alabama show at the high school. Yes, he does say that. <sighs> yes, he does. Boy, am I looking forward to this. $10,000 in Gordo Alabama at the high school there. January 13th. That's usually a bad luck day. Cut now to Kevin Sullivan in some other room to talk about the Gordo show. Um, Gordo, Alabama, that is. Right. And he says he was talking to his head hunters the other day and he said, hey, Tito, what do you want? And he said, fa-fa-fooey. That's real. Tito, what do you want? And he said to me, fa-fa-fooey. What the hell's going on? Don't, don't worry. It's Kevin Sullivan. He just says things. Now, he makes fun of the towns in the South. He's like, what kind of names are these? Do they come up with these when they're kicking cans down the street? <laughs> he hates it. And he's going to win that battle royal in Gordo. As we now go to ringside, Quinn. For our CCW tag title match with TV time remaining. So this can't be the last match. What's that about? Why did <laughs> like, he say that? Like 17 minutes. This is going to go the rest of the, the yeah. entire show. There's like 20 minutes left. Yeah, I know. Like on a TV show. That's like half of it. That's a lot of time. Yeah. So first up is the heroic team of Dirty White Boy Tony Anthony and Mr. Perfect Jerry Stubbs. Yes, not that Mr. The real Mr. Perfect the Jerry Stubbs. The real Mr. Perfect. And they enter to the song Dirty White Boy by Foreigner. It's very proud. I love it. Yeah. I'm a Dirty White Boy. It fits. Both of these guys are good. I like both. I like Jerry Stubbs and Dirty White Boy a lot. They're both good. Um, their opponents enter to Hello Again by The Cars. What is this, Nick at Night? <laughs> 
It's your favorite, Quinn. The Nicket Nightmares. <laughs> so crappy. Yeah, and this is the face paint version, not the mask version. like two fat Bobby Eatons. They look like <laughs> shit. They are like, they don't look good. No. They don't. Hello again. <laughs> Bye again, please. They're terrible. I don't like them. Uh, by the way, the audio is all assy again at this mm-hmm. point. If you want if you want a heads up. It okay? sucks because Hello Again starts on good audio and then turns bad. Yeah. Stubbs and Dirty Attack while the song is still playing, by the way. Good. <laughs> Everyone prowls outside. Inside now we've got Stubbs and One of the Nightmares. Back elbow by Stubbs. And Stubbs' ass is really fat, by the way. Everyone's is in this match, actually, except Dirty. He's like the slimmest. <laughs> One of the weirdest guys. Stubbs no, ass. it's just like, it's like I think because he's wearing these big green tights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, why doing... is his butt so big? Like, it, it looks weird. He does have a big butt. I don't know how to explain I it. I cannot like, lie. You know when somebody's butt is so big that you notice it? Yes. Like, it's that. Like, you can't, like, you're like, oh, that's really weird. Well, if you want to check out Jerry Stubbs' buttocks, you can go to uh, Armstrong Alley and yeah. get this episode, folks. Like, dirty. Why is his butt so big? I don't know. It's very weird. Uh, anyway, Dirty takes on the other Nightmare Irish Whip in a backdrop. Head to Stubbs, who lands some rights. Nightmare fires back. Irish Whip by Stubbs. High backdrop. Headbutt by Stubbs. Dirty White Boy's in now, but he misses an elbow tag to the other Nightmare. Backdrop by Anthony. Nightmare lands on his feet. Leapfrog. Rolling reverse cradle. But Stubbs is in now to break the count. Tag to the other nightmare. High vertical suplex for two. Tag back to the nightmare. Whichever one of these. I didn't know no which one, one was Danny Davis or Gor- whatever. Gordon doesn't either. They don't. They look exactly the same. Even their haircuts are the same. And there's time. stupid paint. Yeah. And Gordon doesn't say, by no, the way. And the nightmare. And nightmares. there's the nightmare. It's like a gorilla like, monsoon dream match. You know? I, I honestly don't care which one's which, to it be quite matter. honest with you. They don't have names anyway, right? It's just one and two. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right? Well, so, remember Nightmare Danny Davis sometimes. later. One of them's got a name later. Later. I can't even tell which one that is here because they look identical. It's Danny Davis and what's the other one? Like Wayne Poundcake or something? It what's matter. his name? It, it really doesn't matter. It does They, they matter. suck. Yeah, Wayne Poundcake. That's his name. Sure. You New York Yankee piece of garbage. Fa-fa-fuck yourself. Sorry. Uh, Dirty White Boy hammers out tags and stubs who promptly gets arm dragged. Other Nightmare in now takes over on the arm. Stubbs is up. Irish Whip Anthony with a boot to the back. Dirty White Boy in now. Irish Whip in a clothesline. Nightmare gets caught hanging on the outside of the ring with his feet in the rope. So the other Nightmare friend comes to help him out. Anthony and Stubbs with an assisted suplex back into the ring. Tag to Stubbs. Off the ropes. Double axe for two. Irish Whip by Stubbs. Head down. Boop of the Nightmare. Five minutes have passed, by the way, as both men are down. It's quite Night- long. It is a little long. Mm-hmm. Nightmare gets the tag. Anthony's in two, though. Irish Whip. Drop kick by the Nightmare. Drop kick to Stubbs. Anthony's in the corner now, but lands an eye gouge. Sleep eye by Stubbs on the other Nightmare. The referee goes down in all the commotion. Tombstone by one of the Nightmares. But the other one heads up top for a double axe. As he's coming down, Anthony catches him in like a boss man slam. It's good. It's really good. The ref counts a pin. But see, here's the thing. Dirty White Boy was pinning the one Nightmare. But the other, the other Nightmare mm-hmm. was pinning Stubbs. Cool finish, actually. Cool finish. Ref- it's like right in the middle of the ring, so the ref's counting in the center. Yeah, and you can't tell who he he's literally at. cannot tell who he's counting. That's right. So he goes out, he gets the belts, and he gives them to the nightmare. Come on. Ooh. That stinks. Ugh. I'm not sure who really was legal, I'm, to be honest with you. Me neither. I don't and know. And you especially can't tell because the nightmares look the same. Good point. See, what if the ref fucked up? Yeah. Stubbs and Anthony <laughs> Stubbs and Anthony punch the nightmares and then leave with one of the belts. Well, it is disputable here. It is. This isn't actually to me like a stealing situation. No, because they thought they won. Right. That's all. Uh, over to Gordon, who's with Stubbs and Tony Anthony at the desk. 
But first, <laughs> this is fun. Gordon's like, okay, they're with me. But you know what? First, let's go up to the what nightmare. Is like, he does this a lot. He's like, no, the ring people matter more. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's the nightmares of Wendell Cooley. Gordon's like, nah, fuck this. Right? Yeah. It's just funny. So Cooley now calls out Chris Von Colt and says the first year after he was born, his dad spent a year throwing rocks at the stork. What? Okay. Cooley then challenges Colt to a Texas death match. The nightmares say that, you know, just because Stubbs and Anthony have one of our bails does not mean that they're the champions. As he points to one belt all proudly, he's like, we're the champs. Look, look, we, look we, got, it. we got it. <laughs> we like, got oh, it. Oh, God. Um, they suck. <laughs> Ugh, they're so annoying. They then talk about how, yeah, you know what? We actually have to give them a return match because it was in the contract. What kind of stipulation is that? It's like, <laughs> even if you beat them, you have to give them a rematch. <laughs> That's like the opposite. Yeah. Ugh, uh, weird. Chris Van Colt now um, is with Gordon over there. And he's wearing, like, Bret Hart sunglasses. And a swastika shirt. Yeah, it's his gimmick. He's a Nazi gimmick. It's really happening right 1987 now. 1987 in the it's, South. It's Continental. They just, this is what they do. <laughs> they, they do. They're like, we're controversial. Like, yeah. they, they really go out of their way a lot. No, they like, do. You, they you try to push I mean? the envelope. Yeah. Colt says that Cooley is the worst champion he's ever seen. And he's got a girlfriend in Berlin, Germany, that can kick his ass. And he knows that because he whips her every day. Gordon, uh, all right. Like, <laughs> like Gordon actually just like shoes him basically. Hey, all right. Stubbs then proudly shows off the belt that he stole, and he's like, "It rightfully belongs to us because we won." Dirty white boy got the pin, and he's not wrong. He isn't. They did get a pin. Yeah, it's true. Suddenly, Gordon gets a message from one of the interviewer Armstrongs. I don't know. Which he one like is run. That? He was holding the mic in the ring. How the fuck did he get over? The- That's really far away. How did he get there so fast? I don't know. And which Armstrong is that? I don't know, Scott, whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It, <laughs> it really doesn't I don't, matter. I don't care. So anyway, the heels have left, right, as Gordon gets a handwritten message from Scott Armstrong, let's say, and he call, he's like, hey, come back over here. And then Gordon just takes the belt from Stubbs, like, <laughs> without, like, and Stubbs like, what? And he just, yeah. like, Gordon's like, yeah. And he just, like, takes it. And, like, you would think, oh, Stubbs is going to, like, punch Gordon. No, no, no he just- He's just like cowering to Gordon. Stubbs is like, that's my belt. Yeah. And Gordon's like, remember the new rules. And Stubbs is like, I didn't hear any rules. It's all, he's all sad. <laughs> he's it's like, amazing. We We've been wrestling. We don't know. It's amazing that they're cowering to Gordon. It's like they great. don't even like try to get them back. It's so good. And Gordon says, you are now suspended for 30 days. And now Dirty White Boy gets all pissed. And he's like, what am I supposed to do? We have title matches signed. Going, That's not my problem. <laughs> like, it's amazing. You are now suspended for 30 days. No way. What am I supposed to do? We've got title matches signed. What am I supposed to do? Not my problem. He's my partner. And Stubbs is like, I didn't steal a belt. We won. And then we have the exchange of the show where Stubbs is like, I've never been suspended. Well, you are now. Let's go to our next match. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Gentlemen, what am I supposed to I do? No, I've never been suspended. You can't well, do you it. are now. You, we're go- let's go to our next match. Let's go to our next match right now, please. Back to ringside now for, you know, a cage match with no time limit or DQ. <laughs> because why the fuck not? It's Continental. I love this company. Like, it's just, it's like we got three title matches. Yeah, here's a cage. cage. Like a dude. They just put. They just put it all out on the table. They, they don't give a shit. They don't. We don't have pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, it's like, when you, you get it all now. You get it every time you turn it on. Love it. Uh, the audio takes a shit again at this point, just yeah. for those of you that might want to watch along. Anyway, a song plays. Guess what? I can't really hear it because of the audio. Mm-hmm. But out walks Kevin Sullivan with the New Guinea Headhunters. 
And then Born in the USA hits, which is, you know, totally a patriotic song. What are Wyndham and Rotundo here now, too? <laughs> it's not even like a stretch. Yeah, no, I, I know. Right? anywhere. In 87, yeah, I think Rotundo Wyndham, maybe, like, but Wyndham, yeah, not NWA. But, but anyway, even so, yeah, like anybody can there. show up in Continental. They're just friends with everyone. Good point. Uh, but no, it's Robert Fuller. And the Tennessee stud, who's masked... Fuller's hair is bad, by yeah. the way. By the way, the Tennessee stud, I'll explain the thing. It's Ron Fuller right. is the Tennessee That's stud. That's Colonel okay? Parker, I was confused. No, Rob. Rob. Yeah. Okay. Ron, Ron Fuller here is a Tennessee stud, but you're not supposed to know that. Uh-huh. So it's like, sometimes you see Ron, and he's like, yeah, I'm here on behalf of the Tennessee stud. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Big brawl to start here, and the faces get the upper hand. Power slam from the top turnbuckle by the stud. Uh, a lot of punching here. Hercules would fit right in, Quinn, mm-hmm. <laughs> to something like he this. <laughs> Sullivan now joins commentary, and he lays it on real thick. Oh, yeah. I like you, Mr. Sully. Big fan of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, you're the best, Mr. Sully. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> so big pile driver by Stubb, but the other headhunter breaks the pin. Sullivan, meanwhile, talks about, like, spider webs or something. Just stop. Just is, please stop. What is he, the wizard? Again, didn't we watch something recently where Sullivan and Gordon were also on commentary for whatever that was? Somewhat recently, yeah. It seemed like right? they're always a team on something. They have good chemistry together. Yeah, cause I Gordon, like it. Gordon just... Gordon hates him. <laughs> yeah, he ignores him. Yeah. Oh, that's good for you. You're a fucking idiot. He says the headhunters are doing very well. We see them getting their asses kicked while he's saying that. <laughs> My headhunters are doing very well. They're just losing. Sullivan also keeps saying Mr. Sully. Because remember how he pronounced it? Mr. Sully. Yep, Mr. Yep. Sully. Five minutes gone now as the headhunters have now taken over with a dazzling array of stomps. Brawl, brawl, brawl. The headhunters now decide to rip off the ring mat. What was this? This was crazy. And it came up pretty easily, if you yeah. notice. It's like paper. Wow. <laughs> well, we know why later. Yep. And another headhunter comes out from under the ring. Mm-hmm. Gordon, this is a horrendous situation. <laughs> as Sullivan cackles and said he had a plan for days. <laughs> and mind you, the conversation before this where Sullivan was, well, let me get this straight, Mr. Sully. <laughs> so the, the cage is locked by that cop or yeah, whatever, yeah, right? right? Like He's like, nobody can get out. He's like, that's correct. That's no, correct. There's handcuffs on there. And Alabama's shit. finest and all this shit. <laughs> he says all this. And that's when this shit happens afterwards. And so he's like, see, nobody can get out. See? Yeah. <laughs> the three headhunters now beat the shit out of Stud and Fuller, and they get the win. Wow, this is some bullshit. Real man. heel moves, yeah, right? That, that's like three on two in like this tiny ass cage. That's a pretty inventive way to uh, have someone come into a cage well, match, though. Well, Sullivan warned us the whole match. He's like, it's going to be a big revolutionary thing, <laughs> Mr. Sully. You just got to watch the next few minutes. That's it. You just watch, Mrs. Sully. So they pull the mask off a of Tennessee stud, but Gordon can't see who it is. I can't either. Well, he like he goes in like the hole in the ring or whatever to yeah. like hide. Yeah. It's real. He avoids the whole thing somehow. Yeah. See, he used it against them. Yeah, well, they, good. They, they tried to unmask good. him. Tennessee stud's like, no, no, no. no I'm no, just no. going to go under the ring. Hide in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the headhunters celebrate while Gordon is pissed. Yeah, he hates it. This is a fucking travesty. We go to break and we come back with much better audio to plug the January 30th show again. I'm going to go to Gordon, who is now with Sullivan and the Headhunters, all three of them. But Gordon's still pissed, so he throws to some pre-recorded footage with the Fullers. But see, Ron doesn't have the mask on. Yeah, Ron's here now. Ron's here. Now they talk about the handicap tag match match coming up for the January 30th show, and they say they're going to win. That's real thrilling. Cool. (laughs) Back to Gordon and the heels. And Sullivan's like, I don't give any kind of shit. I'm not going to be in the handicap match now. You see, Mrs. Sully? Because now I have a new Headhunter. Right, right. He doesn't need to be in it anymore. It's all... It's like Samala or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is that. Though. Yeah, it's the, the same. It's like Lou used to be the third 
Samoan now than he wasn't now because he's got Samoa. They got their Samoa. Yeah. By the way, I have no idea who the new Guinea headhunters are. It I, doesn't matter. I think this is just what they are. Yeah. Like they're not anything else. You this know is, what I mean? This is them. This is what they are. Anyway, we go to break. We come back with Gordon and the bullet with a sheet over his head. <laughs> Again, where you're right. Where is his regular? It mask? must have got stolen. Remember, every time we watch Continental, everyone's trying to steal that mask. Anyway, maybe it just finally happened. That's true. Like, only- you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it just it finally got stolen. So he's like, "Well, I don't got the mask now. I got to use the paper bag." How does he wrestle with that on? I don't know. He goes to Trader Joe's before every single event, and then just gets a new bag. They didn't have Trader Joe's. I don't know how long Trader Joe's has existed. Definitely not in Alabama. Maybe. Are you serious? Maybe it came from there. I don't think it did. I think it came from California. Okay. Anyway, he thinks that this whole headhunter thing, this is some bullshit. And he's, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with him. He's like, I got to go check on the fullers as Gordon wraps things up and says so long. Hey, as always, Quinn continental is fun and it's an entertaining ride. Fun episode as usual. I mean, it it, it just jumps around. It's quick. I love it. I I just, I love continental. I do too. Folks, we hope you thought this was a fun episode. And I want to remind you just, you can put in specific episode requests on our Facebook group. Join it. There's an announcement post. Put in your request there. We're taking we're taking all of them and trying to go through them. We are. Do it at the pace that we possibly can, but we really hope you enjoyed that. Uh, be sure, obviously, to follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. And I would like to remind you again, if you have Apple Podcasts or iTunes, leave us a review there. We'd appreciate that. And patreon.com slash OVP Podcast if you want more content. But that'll do it for this week. We will be back next week for episode 219. Until that time, I am Joe Murata. That is Michael Quinn, and we are out of here. See ya. You see, Ralphie, you have a flock of family that you hide behind. Whether it's your goofy brother, Robert, with a cast on his hand. And first of all, I'm starting to believe the cast is on the wrong hand. He's using this as a weapon. And he's got his other cousin, Jimmy Golden, blinded and laying there in the land of the king who is blind. He thinks he's a big shot, but he's out of the picture now. You see, and then he has another family called the Armstrong family. And they come to his running aid every time something goes wrong. Well, I have a family, and the people know they've seen the Maoris, and they've seen me bring in the headhunters, and they've seen Chris Von Colt, and they've seen it all. Well, this is the Purple Haze, and he lives on top of Diamond Head. He dwells on top of Diamond Head where the fire god Paley dwells, you see. Mystery is his middle name. And if you look at top of Diamond Head, you can understand why... He got the name the Purple Haze. You see, he was conjured from the ocean depths by me. So now, Ronald, the armies are on the march. Fa-fa-fully! Fa-fa-fully.